across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes, Alan. What you got for us? Quick, come on, quick, quick, quick. I want to know what we've got coming up on tonight's show. Um, walkie-talkies, Fleetwood Mac, Amy Winehouse hologram, time slips, uh, Deliveroo spits, uh, and a bank playing hide-and-seek. Well, I want to talk about Amy Winehouse. Go on, then. I don't think she should come back as a hologram. Why the hell not? It's the best thing ever. Well, have you ever seen an audience with Les Dawson? Have I seen an audience with Les Dawson? No. He came back as a hologram. Who did? Les Dawson. Shut the front door, Dizzy. Why are you lying? I'm not. If they did an audience with that never was, and it was the one they were supposed to do. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Was it was it a hologram or was it just clips of him? It was a proper hologram. Shut up, Alan. Why are you coming on my radio show lying to me? I'm not. You're lying to. You're coming on my radio show and you're lying to me. Look on YouTube. I'm gonna look on YouTube. Well, let's go. You look on YouTube. I'm going to look on YouTube. Okay. I'm looking on YouTube. Les Dawson hologram. All right, let's have a little look. Here we go. Les Dawson, an audience with that never was. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Where would we be without good music? <laughs> Here. Do you know, I never slept a wink last night. I, I kept getting this hideous reoccurrent nightmare that I was an old sports car and the wife's mother had a foot on my throttle. <laughs> I lay there in my trundle bed. But I don't understand what I'm seeing. It, you're telling me that is a hologram of Les Dawson? Yes. Yeah. But it looks... It looks... This, hang on a minute. Kath, Kath, come on and look at this. This is a hologram of Les Dawson. Stupid. And I gazed around at oh. the familiar things. The rotting floorboards. Oh, no. The peeling wallpaper. The fly-spattered naked 40 watt bulb. The mouse droppings on the dresser. The sack thrust at the... I don't understand... Cons- I don't understand it. Well, it actually happened. But I don't understand evidence. it. I can see he's solid. Surely a hologram would be transparent. Well, that's brilliant, right? And if that's what they're going to do to Amy Winehouse, they're doing a hologram tour of Amy Winehouse, then I would pay to go and see that. Yeah, that would be money well spent. Hey, I've had some good news. What's your news? I'm going up in the world. Guess what, Catherine? I've been invited to the Saudi Arabian embassy for a very important meeting. I wouldn't. Sorry? Nah. What do you mean? They, I have had a message from the Crown Prince himself saying, Dear Mr Lee, could you come to the Saudi Arabian Embassy? We'd love to have a chat. That's exciting. Imagine. Ooh, Why are you oh, looking reticent? What's your problem? Uh, You're jealous. You're just jealous that you've not been invited to the Saudi Arabian Embassy. Okay. I've been invited to the Saudi Arabian Embassy, Alan. I think think it could be. They said I've got to be quick. They said I've got to get their chop chop. So, so I am very, very excited. This could be a big sponsorship deal. More money for the talk radio moolah. Exactly. So that's a hologram of Les Dawson. Then what? Okay, okay. What's the difference between 
like a video of Les Dawson. Also, and a hologram. Also, you've got hologram technology now. Why Les Dawson? Why would you not do it with, like, I don't know, um, like Bruce Lee or Dustin G or something? You know, Big Star. Why would you not do it or anyone else that rhymes with Lee? Why would you not do that? Catherine, I'm asking you questions that I know you have the answers to. I don't think anyone's, re- them. I don't think anyone's ready for Dustin G. Answer why they've done Les Dawson hologram. Um, because his family are up for it. But surely they could only... I'm Les Dawson and I like... They could, they could only do it... All right, here's the thing. Okay, here we go. Hologram special tonight, by the way, guys. 0344-499-1000. Right. Hologram special. So, they could only hologram him... They could only hologram him to bits of audio that they've already got of him. Yeah. So I'm assuming that those bits of audio they've also got video for. So why not just put, like, a VHS out of Les Dawson's greatest hits? There we go. Done it. It's a true story. It's happening. Hologram of Amy Winehouse... Uh, is set for a worldwide tour in 2019. A projection of the late singer will perform digitally remastered arrangements of her songs, backed by a live band, singers, and what the production company called theatrical stagecraft. Winehouse's father, Mitch, described the endeavour as a dream. To see her perform again is something special that really can't be put into words, he said. And I bet that would be amazing for for a dad of any. I mean, it'd be weird, wouldn't it? Uh, And by the way, I don't buy. I don't completely buy into the n- narrative of him being the bad guy in this. I no, don't, I don't completely buy that narrative. No, but I also feel weird about this. Sorry, the show. Well, come no, on, man. about the hologram. You know. No, no. I don't. I don't like it. That's because. You know, can, t- can I tell you why? And please don't be offended. Go on. You're old. You're old, and this is new technology. The kids are like, yeah, whatever. Sure, okay, fine. Um, we've got st- my kids at home right now. Right now, that um, uh, they'll be playing Skylanders. You know what Skylanders is? Yes. It is, go on. It's a computer game. It is the latest in computer game innovation. It's brand new. It is, it is technology. It's been out for quite a while, isn't it? It's brand new, Catherine. Please, please. One thing I know is technology, so, so please. It is like the most advanced. Skylanders is the most advanced computer game technology where it involves you having like a little round pad and you get these, you get these figures and, I mean... They're amazing. They're like twenty five, thirty five pounds each, but the, which is which is a bargain, because the technology within those figures is you put it on this pad. Suddenly they're in the game. Now here's the great thing: you get killed in the game. Those figures. You die in real life. No, 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 no. You get killed in the game. If you're the penguin, right? Uh, as I was the other day, you get killed in the game. It says, "Oh, Mr. Penguin uh, is tired. He needs a rest. You have to put another character on." You go. Well, I haven't got another character. No problem, I went and bought another one for £35. And so on and so on. They, they need quite a long time to... They have to have a rest. They've been killed in the game. And it makes sense. If you think about it, it makes perfect sense. They've been killed in the game, so the, the little toy figure, that needs a rest. So, go, so okay, well, I can't play the game. You should can. Go and buy another one. Now, that is the latest in computer technology, right? Sounds like a Swiss. No, no, no. Well, I don't know. That's actually libelous against the Skylander Corporation, so no, I'd be not. very... So it sounds like a Swiss. Very, very careful about what you're saying there. Very careful. Um... I'm an early adopter. I'm probably one of the first people in the, in the world to have got this Skylanding technology. Um, and I'm, 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 I mean, yes, I'm, I've actually got in quite severe financial trouble buying all these new figures, You're constantly buying these figures. But that's my fault. So what I'm saying is your dislike, mm-hmm. you've allowed your own personal 
racial hatred towards racial. Amy Winehouse. No, it's not that. To cloud your judgment on the hologram. No, it's not that at all. I just think that fame kind of killed her. No. Yeah, it didn't no. help. Yeah, it didn't help. Well, okay. Yeah, it didn't help. Well, here's the, here's the thing. You can't kill a hologram. Just like you can't kill a dream. You can kill dreams. I'll kill your or dream. Or mine have been it. shattered. Well, good. You're clinging on to one, and I just wish you'd let go of it. Winehouse is for... When's your appointment again at the uh, uh, Saudi Embassy? Can I drive you there? It's tomorrow. You've got to get there really... It's, it's, it's I'll take a you there now. Urgency. I'll take you there now. No, matter of urgency. He said, please, please come. We wish to discuss things with you. Tell you. He said, don't tell anyone you're coming. Wow. Our daughter's music touched the lives of millions of people, and it means everything that her legacy will continue in this innovative and groundbreaking way. Ah! You can't argue against the next sentence. Go on. If you argue against the next sentence, they're raising money. If you For? are, if you argue against the next sentence, then I sentence you to a life in grumpy jail. That sounds nice. Um, Mitch Winehouse said the tour will raise money and awareness for the Amy Winehouse Foundation. The charity educates young people about drugs and alcohol misuse, provides support for those at risk, and supports the development of disadvantaged young people through music. Now, here's the here's a weird sentence you don't often get when a band or an act is announcing a tour. The next sentence. The show is expected to last 75 to 110 minutes. Oh. Then they run out of memory or something. I don't know. Um, the Winehouse Tour is Bass Hologram's third such product project. Productions featuring Roy Orbison and the opera singer Maria Callas are currently playing. Um, the Hologram Billy Holiday performs daily 40-minute show at the Hologram US Theatre in Los Angeles. A similar tour featuring the likeness of Whitney Houston was scrapped in 2017 after the Hologram started taking drugs. Wow, this is why it's so realistic. So realistic. Other tours planned feature um, Frank Zappa. Um, Abba are doing it. So, so it's okay for Abba to do it, but not Amy Winehouse. They're alive. You're a hypocrite. Mm? You are. You're, a, you're, a, you're an hypocrite. Go on. I'm not a hypocrite. Yeah, you are. No, I told you mm. what I thought. A hypocrite yeah. is someone who says one thing yeah. and means another. Mm-hmm. Well, so. Yep. So you're a hypocrite. I'm not. I well, told you what I thought. Yeah, exactly. So you're a hypocrite. I still think it. A hypocrite is someone who says something um, just to be outrageous, and that's what you've done. No, that's contrarian. Yeah, that's a hypocrite. Oh. Yes, it is. You're doing it again now. This is what you're doing is is literally hypocritical. You are. <laughs> just give me a second. Give me a second. Yeah, think of. Some you words. are literally being a hypocrite. I'm literally not. You are literally. No, literally, though, I'm not. You're literally getting on my tits. I am not. Although they are expanding. <laughs> Now you're literally body shaming me. You heard that, guys? You she brought bo- your tits she into this. Me. She fat shamed me. Let's go to Michael in Staffordshire. Staffs. You should be talking about. I call tits it. Me. I call it staffs because I like to. I like to keep it. I like to keep the counties pacey. Staffs. I call it Staffordshire. That's for. That's for the Lord and Lady. Oh, 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 Staffordshire. No, I like to keep it pacey. Staffs. You're from Berks. Um. Good evening, Michael. You need to get your smoke alarm sorted out. No, I don't. I've fixed it. No, you haven't. It just it just pipped. It didn't pip. It didn't pip for three days. It just pipped. Mate, mate, please, please. I've got Kath um, on one side and you on the other. Let's just be quiet and we'll wait for the pip. That's the wind chime. Shut, shut up. Be, be quiet. The wind, be, you know, the, wind, the wind chime doesn't make a pip. No, they make a rattle. Yeah, no, they don't. They chime. 
Michael. I'd like to. I'd like to hear your apology, please. Well, I apologise, but I don't know what I'm apologising for because it didn't go off and I'm sat underneath it. It just went off then! Right, be quiet again. Don't say anything. That's the echo of your hot your thing. Turn the radio off. This phone I got's too sensitive. It picks up sound from ten mile away. Shut up! There's, you're telling me there's a smoke alarm pipping. Te- you're saying you you live near um, who's that naughty like, Sally? You live near Sally whose smoke alarms going? Yeah, they go. It's about there it was. <laughs> there it was. There it was. Oh, I don't know. What would you like to say, Pippet? Right, I've got three points now. I've been listening to you for about three hours. Well, uh, well I've, only been, I've only been on. I had a hologram of an elephant. Uh, somewhere walking down the road, which was quite unusual. That would be well. That is literally unusual—a hologram of an elephant walking down the road. Down the road. So it's not sizes. Are no, the other uh, are the other two points better than that one? Yeah. Good. This is a good one. You're going to the Saudi Arabian restaurant. Uh, Pip, you're going to, to their. You've been invited to their. Been invited to the Saudi Arabian embassy. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm yeah. thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. Now, if you eat anything, you've got to eat with your left hand. Okay, go on. Because if you use your right hand, it's an insult. Uh oh. Right. Because Thank they, you. Because they wipe the bum with the right hand. Oh, I don't. I, I use toilet paper. <laughs> you're going to be in trouble. Not listening. Okay, that's, that's right. <laughs> okay, and, and and do you eat sheep eyes? Um, because I guarantee they'll be on the menu, and if you refuse to eat them, that's you can point. hear right. You can hear that smoke alarm, right? I can't. You're going to get a thick ear in a minute, Michael. In staffs, how can you hear it? Because I took the booming battery out. Shut right. Be qu- they still bit without uh, batteries. Be quiet and listen. I can only hear the wind chimes. Shush. Beep. Twat. Twat. (laughs) It's coming, it's coming, shush. There! You heard that, right? That's the squeaking door next door. You like it. You like it. Go on, what's the third one? The third one is, you know that police officer that said he couldn't do nothing because he was sat in the car? Oh, yeah, the head of the police who locked the doors, yes. Yeah. Why didn't he run him over? Um, I did consider that as well. Yeah, I did, I did, I did think... I mean, he wasn't driving, but, yes, you could order... He, 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 you he know, it had bulletproof over. windows... You, you might meet one of my officers is being killed. He's being knife run him over. Yeah, I, um, there are so many things that cross my mind. All right, I'm cutting you off now because that's getting <laughs> on my nerves. Um, there are so many things that cross my mind um, um, on a daily basis. Oh, three. It's Friday night, guys. Let's chill out. Let's just chill out. It's a Friday. Let's have a Friday night chill out. Um, oh, I've got. Um, I've yes. Got, I've got toys. Oh God. I got toys. You ready? Ready for these ties? The ties. <gasps> yes. Hey, Kath, Catherine, you, can you hear me? Over. Yes, I can hear you. Over. I've got some walkie-talkies for us to play with. Over. I'm amazed you could find them because they're camo ones. Over. Yeah. Yeah. 
You don't. You can't press. Right. Don't press the button. What? This I'm is pressing what, it. You were pressing I'm it. Not. You were. I'm not. You, well, you're not now. I'm literally not. Now you're pressing not. it. I've not said over. I've not said over. Well, you were even so talking to it. So my button is depressed. This I, is you. Take I have not. Up. You do not do it until I say over. Okay. <laughs> Only when I say over do you start talking. Over. All right then. Over. But you, then, right, then you've got to... You get on my nerves tonight. See the adverts. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. Right, so. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio with Ian Lee. And what's your name, lady? Catherine. Over. You can give us a call. 0344 499 1000. Let's go to Big Mac. Over. Hello. Hello. Over, over. Roger. <laughs> Hello, over. Hello. Um, Hello. No, I've not said over yet. What is wrong with people? Only. What is happening? Only, shut up. Only talk when I say over, okay? Did he say over? I didn't hear it. Over. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> over. <laughs> How are you, Ova? <laughs> I feel a little bit nauseous and I have a headache. How are you, Ova? Um, I'm fine, thank you, Ova. What have you called in for tonight, Ova? Right, someone's, someone's nicked my axe. Someone's stolen my smoke alarm. What's happening? That's Ova. Over. What do you mean, what's happening? This is the future of uh, the <laughs> late night phone in via the walkie talkie. Over. Right, but it's crap. Over. Because your call is crap. Uh, it, it, oh! It, over yet, over! <laughs> My call isn't crap. Over. It is quite crap. Catherine, would you say this call is crap? Over. <laughs> I'm really not getting involved in this. Over. <laughs> but to me, it's over she... to Sally. <laughs> over. You. Over. Over. What? Over? Is that over to me or over to Sally? Over. Listen, I'm over and out. Just talk to Sally. Over and out. If I'm over and out, that means you're going to switch off. <laughs> over. Over. Stop. It's not working, is it, over? What, what have you called? You, you, this is work perfectly. This is the same. These, these are military handsets we're using. This is how we yeah. call Iraq and Afghanistan and Libya. This is how we got Saddam Hussein. He's using this oh. technology. Shut up! He's using this technology, right? So if, if it's no good, it's not because of me, it's because of you. Over. Mm, I don't think so. I've got a brilliant phone. I think it's the walkie-talkies because you sound awful. Over. You sound like you're in a well. Over. Sound like you're at the bottom of a bottle of gin. Over. <laughs> I don't drink. Over. I'd like it. So um, stick that where the sun don't shine. Over. 
Stick what over? Decent calls, please. 0344 <laughs> is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Over. Okay, okay, I'll go then, shall I? Over. And out. Bye! Okay, um, so we haven't got any calls lined up. I tell you what, let's take some calls. This is what we'll do. We'll take some calls straight... Have you got my... Have you got your volume up to the maximum, Catherine, over? Just press some buttons over. Oh no, that's not working. Uh oh. That's all gone wrong. You phones up, you trained for channels. Well, I was looking for the volume. Well, the volume is obviously that is the industry sound. You're on channel seven, you absolutely that's the volume. Oh, there he is. Right, let me just check up. Hello. Over. Get gone. You've ruined that. That was a really good feature. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to turn this thing off now. <laughs> you take this caller because I've got to try no. and work out. No. Do you mean no? Do your flipping job. Take the caller. I've got to work my out. job. <laughs> hello. 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 Who's hello, that? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Hello. Hello. What do you want? Gone. <laughs> Over. <laughs> we don't need to say that now. We're just talking. Oh, I just got used to it. Uh, we, we might do that again a bit later. I don't know if, if Britain is ready. Sally really ruined that for me. Uh, I don't know if she's ready for. The, I don't know if, sorry, I don't know if Britain's ready for radio via walkie-talkie yet. But we'll we'll try it later on. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Have we got any models listening? Probably. Because well, good. Because I'm single now. No, <laughs> no I'm joking. Well, um, we were watching this show on ITV, The Big Audition, which I, I enjoyed, but actually it's quite exploitative. It's people auditioning for real jobs, real performing jobs, including the, um, the <laughs> just the most, the, the worst Beatles band I've ever seen in my life. Um, but then they had someone auditioning. Right? This is a genuine thing. I don't, they, they had a, pe- women auditioning to be hand models, right? Now, I always thought hand models were... If you saw, like, someone unscrewing a jar or something, that was a hand model where you just saw the hand. Mm-hmm. But you explain, Catherine, what, what they were doing. Because I didn't know this was a thing. They got an actual model, like, with a face in that. Yeah. And then they got the hand models to stand behind them and hide their heads, like, bob down a bit, and then use their hands to act like the model's hands. So she was doing those kind of shots that they have in um, beauty campaigns where they're putting a bit of lipstick on. Except the hand didn't belong to her. The hand belonged to the hand model. So I need to know, is that a thing? Are they they saying that women, and I assume men as well, but there was women in this, with beautiful faces, have ugly hands? They can't, can't of course some do, but they're saying that they can't get model... if 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 you're a model, right... And you are your job is to advertise lipstick. So you putting lips on. Well, surely you need to have a pretty face. One would assume in the conventional sense. Let's you know. I know that. Okay, all right. Stereotypes and what have you. But 
A pretty face with lips. Pretty face with lips and hands that aren't don't make people vomit. Right? That's a they're telling me they can't. They have to get two people. Well, they wanted super perfect hands. Like before they showed, before they even did the photo shoot, they were sort of putting them against um, underneath lights and checking them for any kind of dryness and stuff. They wanted super perfect hands. But I don't understand why the you know how you. Well, let's 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 see. Um, you're on a yellow card, G. So just just watch it because you always go a little bit too far. So, what have you got for us this evening? I just wanted to call in and say I used to be a face model. Okay. Now, we're, we're, we're going to get to a punchline here. Okay. No, no punchline. I used to be a face model. For what? Um, German TV. Okay. Just start talking. Why? No, why, that, why, was why that, that, that was it. That was it. You didn't. You don't. There's no such thing as a face model for German TV. Oh, we want the visage. We want the visage. You cannot find any faces that do not belong to models. We want the visage of them, of them television for the German TV, but not for any product. There's no product. It's just German television. No, xenophobic. Thank not racist. you very much indeed. <laughs> That's the one. Tell us, I hate, I hate, can I, can I, can I, I, I was just a model on German TV, I was... Good day to you, sir. I hate calls, can I just say it, and then you can just say it, and then, then we'll go to a break. I hate calls where I've got to do all the work. Mm-hmm. you got a story. Tell us a story. Don't give us two-word answers and make me... I, what the hell, it's Friday, I should be taking it easy, I should be kicking it back. I'm off my face tonight, I'm coming off. Very powerful antidepressants, it's like day four, I think. And I feel nauseous. I got my eyes are hurting. I feel I feel terrible. So t- t- come on, my mum's in a wheelchair. Don't make me work so hard. What you gonna my mum isn't in a wheelchair, but she is quite um, no nonsense. And yes. so, in the spirit of my mum, can you please just come on and speak like normal people? Yeah. Don't give us one sentence and then expect us to go oh before you continue. Just come on and tell us a story. Okay, we're going to try it again. Okay, so oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're going to play a little trail for another show that isn't as good as this one. Then we're going to come back and we're going to start again. This is Talk Radio. Moonlit musings from mums, madams, and meat packers. Oh, never mind, I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. But just really, you know, come on. Now, we didn't get to do this yesterday, Catherine, so I, I, and I know you'll have it because you're, you're very efficient. Yesterday we were talking about the town, the streets in Liverpool yes. that have time slips, and mm-hmm. you would research that, so let's hear that. It was in um, Bonds Lane, I think. Let me just check. Oh. Uh, this is a time slip. Yeah. Where I people mean, walk down a street and then they're in the 1800s. I did have a... Uh, Bold Street. I did have a cursory glance and it does look like bullshine. Come on, mate. Why are you always so quick? To, you, next you'll be saying Jesus wasn't real. Because science. You're so quick to dismiss people's experiences... Yeah. ...just because they don't fit in with the norm. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly it, that. I tell you what, you read it, um, I'll be the judge. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. if you'd like to judge Catherine with me. Okay. This is from Exemplor, and it's written by Nell Rose, who's been an online writer for over eight years. Nell is fascinated by the paranormal, including omens and the supernatural. Okay, just please. The subject of time has always intrigued us. 
Is it as set as we've always believed? Or does time loop back on itself, giving us a glimpse of a shadowy past out of the corner of our eye? I don't know. What do you think, Line 1? Well, I'm just calling to let you know I used to be a hand model for Brazilian TV. <laughs> no, you... What does that mean? What, you used to model Brazilian television with your hands? I used to wear rings. <laughs> He's gone! He's gone! Oh, all of our listeners are liars. Was it just our imagination that made us believe we'd seen an object or building change before our very eyes and seem as though we'd stepped back into the past? You're saying we. That's never happened to me. When this happens, we usually shake our heads. No, we don't. It doesn't happen. And put it down to imagination. I think it might have happened to me. I think it might have. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the 90s. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. But over the last few decades, something strange has been happening in or near Bold Street, Liverpool, England. There we go. Can you? Can I ask you not to do it in a non-sarcastic voice? I know that's difficult. Don't do it you. in a non-sarcastic voice. No, can I'm I ask... doing it in a sarcastic no, voice. I said, can I ask you to do it in a non-sarcastic voice, please? Okay. Thank you very much. When this happens... Right, you're being a dick. Right, I don't know what's going on in your personal life. Don't bring it into this studio. This studio, this show is to help these poor suckers listening to it forget their problems. You're bringing your problems, you're dumping it on them. All right, well, give me some decent music then. This is an interesting story. Don't balls it up. Hang on a second. Mo? Hey, man. Yeah, ma'am. Is what? Knickers. Knickers is in at midnight. Yeah, it's wicked (laughs) with knickers, yes. Nickel, you know. Nickel. You can't lie to me. No, I didn't Nickel, lie. I didn't lie to you. I didn't lie to you. He was on. He was on at midnight yesterday, and he'll be on at midnight tonight for it's wicked with Nico. We're, we're doing time. We're doing time slips now, Mo. Could you please call back later? Okay. Can you pass me on to talk sport, please? Can I pass you on to talk sport? Yeah. Hang on a second. Yeah. Um, What's the talk sport number? Oh, they don't do numbers. Always... They, they have trouble with it. What do you mean they have trouble with it? You know, numbers and those lads. <laughs> hang on a minute. Right. I'll pass you. Hang on. Talk sport. Hang on a minute. Um, Just stick him on hold and tell him he's there no, because no, they'll, they'll be looking forward to his I'm call. Gonna, I'm sure. I'm going to phone them up. But what's the number? What's the number for that stupid, thuggish, <laughs> offensive station <laughs> that's populated by absolute bells? <laughs> Find me the number, someone. Tell you what I've noticed as well about the Talksport listeners. It's the best radio show in like the world. They're rude idiots. Talksport phone number. Right. It's the best radio show in the world, mate. Shut so. your face, shut your face. It's a radio station, mate. Oh, all right, I got it. Okay, so, um, 0871722344. Okay, let's just give them a call. Thank you for calling TalkSport. Welcome. Calls cost 13 pence per minute. Commercial providers access That's a rip-off. Thank you for holding. Your call Who's on? shortly. Who's on? Two Mo? mics. Two, Two mics. mics. Oh, they'll love you, Mo. Through talk sport, could it take your name? Hello? Oh, yeah, it's Mo. Who do you support, Mo? I support Liverpool. And what is it you want to say? I just want to talk about the England game and how boring international football is. Okay. And how they should really cancel it. And where are you calling from? Calling from Watford. From what? So, what? did you watch the game tonight? Yeah, I did. I did, unfortunately. And what? That wasn't the best, to be honest. So, what are your thoughts on it? Why is it so boring for you? 
I think because there's just not enough in it. The players aren't motivated enough. They don't really feel like motivated. playing in it. And I think they should reduce the international breaks. Okay. Hmm. Reduce the international breaks. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Who's that in the background, mate? There's no one in the background. No? Okay. Well, hello? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, great. So, just recap your point for me really quick. Yeah, I just think that um, players aren't motivated enough for international football, and that's why I think they should cancel it. They should just cancel international football? No, not cancel it, but reduce it significantly, because players are... They're just aren't motivated enough. How, how, would, so like how would that help? Not really cares about. How would that help? It would help if you increase like club football because more fans watch it. Fans don't feel like watching international football, especially in a tournament that no one really cares about. Okay, Mo, we'll put you on hold and we'll see if we can get you on. Okay. Okay, cheers. Just make sure everything's as quiet as you can in the background. Thank you. The okay, minor teams, yeah. the very small teams, San Marino, Luxembourg and all that, yes. if they get to a certain position within this competition, uh -huh. then they qualify to go for the European Championship. But if you're, you know? a, if you're a, a mm. fan of a club in the Premier League, yeah. you're not watching this with anything other than trepidation that your uh, great players are going to get injured. Well, one of these days, well, there won't be any internationals because... <laughs> Hello? Hello? Right. And secondly, we'll not want to risk them anyway no. at that sort of price. When no. they've, you're paying somebody a million quid a week, and people like Ronaldo yeah, yeah, yeah. Will already get that sort of yeah. money, right? Like when you're taking their sponsorships and all that kind yeah. of stuff, right? Um, needs a slap. It's, it's going to be an enormous pressure on international authorities like FIFA. FIFA don't own anything. No. All FIFA do is take revenues from the um, wealth-creating <sighs> and, and football-making Football well, they clubs. basically collect fees. Yeah, of course they, they do. I mean, I, mean, I mean, FIFA are in a very weak position because their income comes from countries playing football. Yeah. UEFA yes. control What's all the money in the clubs. Yeah. Uh, sorry, in, in, in football, this world, because they control the revenues from the clubs I through mean, Champions Europe, League. Yeah. Yeah, right. well, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, that's where all the best players yeah. play. Well, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Paul says this. Who the hell is this American guy called Wilbur? Wilbur! Hashtag poisonous oranges. And Jason says, yeah. what on earth is Porky on about? Mm -hmm. Is there a medic candy? No, it's not a medic and, candy, uh, but you'll need a medic if you eat any of those Seville oranges, if you go to Seville, well, some guy and a bird has pecked them. Some boy claims mm. Jaffa's in Palestine, by the way, which is actually no, it's not. It's in Israel. I've been let's there. Have, let's have a word with Mo. Uh, fan. Hello, yeah. Mo. Hey, how are you guys? Mo. Great show. Yeah, hi, Mo. Mo. What do you want to say, Mo? Yeah, it's great. So I think they should really reduce international football because like, the game today was absolutely rubbish. Yeah. And players just aren't motivated enough to play in a, like, a trophy that no one really cares about because international football mm. is really only interesting in the World Cup or the yeah. Euros. Or I mean, the America, Euros are quite good, aren't they? But yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, a proper tournament like the Euros and the World Cup, people mm. watch it, they mm. get into it, it's for a fixed period of time and there's no other football going on. Yeah. But, I mean, this is rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is, man. I'm just scared that if like, any of the Liverpool players get injured, really. Yeah, right. I mean, did like... they all go out and come back and they're all OK? Yeah, well, no, until the morning. You won't know until they got strange. I think what they should do is, Mo, because I get fed up of um, people saying, oh, well, Harry Kane's tired because he had a World Cup in the summer and all that kind of stuff. Harry Kane himself says, I'm not tired, so don't worry about that. Oh. But what I think we should do is, if, a players, if the players come back from a World Cup in the summer and there's a competition in two years' time, why can't this season be completely free of international football? 
so that they can, you know, rebuild their strength without having to burden themselves with meaningless international games on top of their club commitments. You should ban international yeah, football exactly. for the season, the season after a competition. What do you think, Mo? Yeah, exactly. I'd rather like watch. I'd rather like rest the players, to be honest, for a week and just let them take it. Yeah, sorry. Strange. What's happening there? Anyway, never mind. Yeah, I think um, we should. Uh, sorry, maybe... never mind. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. How yeah, about this from Lyndon? Uh, he says, "Is the colour orange named after the fruit, or is it?" Mo, what are you doing, man? You ruined it at the end. What was that all about? Hello? That was a great call, and then you started doing fart. You started farting. That was you, Ian. Why I, mate, you I was not call? farting. Why were you farting on talk? I've heard about people blaming the dog, but blaming someone who's miles away. That is out, Mo, Mo. That is out of order, mate. I'm afraid that was you, you crossed the line there, buddy. That was a really interesting call to a really interesting show, and then you showed them disrespect by just farting. Okay, man. You just ruined the call, mate. No, mate. No, mate. Trust me, I didn't. It was your bum that ruined the call by farting to two legends of broadcasting. You, you owe them an apology. He's gone. <laughs> Thanks for that idea, Sam. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. So Catherine, time slips. Time slips and that. All right. Oh. All this right. So people Do are seeing properly, things though. and imagining that we're all doing it. Do Let's it. Pr- please, we... please, because I'm genuinely fascinated by this. Can you do it properly? All right. I'll get you some proper spooky music. Oh, Hang on a second, all right, do that, and I might might get me in the mood. Do we? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, the strange thing about the Bold Street time slips is the actual time and place they are set. In the following cases, the people involved do not go back really far, but seem to visit a particular decade or decades. Right, is that it? No. So far, most of the sightings have centred around the 1950s and 60s. This is strange in itself. Most time travel experiences seem to take the recipient back to the 18th or 19th century. Yeah, yeah most of them. Oh, yeah, come on. Most of them do, yeah. But not in this case. Are these people simply copying each other in their experiences, or are they full of shit? Mate, I'm not... Please do this properly. (laughs) Or are they genuinely taking a step back in time? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The answer to this has to take into account whether or not they're doing it deliberately to get noticed. In other words, are they perpetuating a hoax? Another explanation could be mass hallucination. And last but not least, they are really experiencing this strange phenomena. The most important point is the very first person that had this experience obviously totally believed in what he saw, heard and felt. Right, so here we go. God, how are you making something so interesting sound so dull? She keeps putting big pictures in, so I've got to scroll down. Over. In the first tale, we find Frank and his wife out for a stroll in Liverpool town centre. Yeah. It is 1996. His wife, Carol, decided that she wanted to go and buy a book at the Waterstones and the large bookshop. Uh, other way, sorry. Waterstones. Is that... Is that... Because I've heard of Waterstones. <laughs> Waterstones. Waterstones. OK, yeah. The large bookstore. And they started to walk towards the area of the shop. As they approached Bold Street, Frank decided to go to another shop first, but bumped into his friend and stopped to chat in the street. His wife went ahead without him. 
A few moments later, Frank said goodbye, visited his shop and turned to go back to meet his wife. After reaching Bold Street, he headed on towards the bookstore. As he approached, he glanced up and was surprised to see the name Crips above the door. Crips? <laughs> I don't think you can say that anymore. As he was about to cross over to see what was going on, a van swept past him with the name Cardins on the side. The van drive driver honked his old-fashioned horn <coughs> and drove past. Looking around, Frank suddenly realised that things were not quite what they should be. He looked at the cars driving past and realised they were all old-fashioned vehicles, such as what people would drive back in the 1950s and 60s. And then he noticed the people. Men were wearing hats and macs, and the women were dressed in headscarves, full skirts, and had old-fashioned hairstyles such as women wore just after the war. Right. By war, this... war and war in the same sentence. I know. Bad grammar. Yeah. Bad grammar. There's no mention they were wearing tops either, so I'm hoping okay. it's cold. By this time, Frank was beginning to feel slightly freaked out. Slightly freaked out. He's seen old... F- He's seen old-fashioned cars and being honked at and seeing old-fashioned people and women with no tops on. But a bit freaked out. You've made the no tops on bit Didn't up. mention the tops. OK. He carried on crossing the road and headed towards the store. As he got closer, he noticed in the window there were handbag shoes and umbrellas. Suddenly he saw a young woman looking up at the shop sign. She looked confused. It was his wife, but as a baby, and he had sex with her. And that what? he gave he gave He gave um, birth to himself. She was wearing modern clothes, and as she saw him approaching, she smiled at him. Frank went into the shop, closely followed by the young woman. When they entered, he was surprised and pleased to see it had indeed turned back into a bookshop. The young woman smiled, shook her head and said, That was strange. I thought it was a new clothes shop. And she walked away looking extremely puzzled. And he got her pregnant, and it was his mum. No. This may sound like an unlikely tale. Yes, it does. Just a little bit. Yes, it does. Could you get your own mum pregnant? I couldn't. Could one? Could I get your own mum pregnant? My mum? Not anymore, no. This may sound like an unlikely tale, but the odd thing about it is Frank was in fact a former police officer who was used to dealing in facts. Yeah, well, okay, a police officer from Liverpool. All right, you know, sometimes. And definitely wasn't the type of person who would believe in the paranormal. Frank never stopped talking about it. Well, let's get him on the show. I bet we can't find him. Was this a time slip? Yeah. Evidently, Crips was a women's shop that sold clothes and other goods decades before. And Cardins was also a well-known Liverpool firm that owned vans around the same time. Cardins vans. Mm. Get, well, get him on the show. F- f- find him now. There's no specific names, of course, because it's absolutely... His name's Frank. Hogwash. His name is Frank. Find Scouts him. Frank, if you're listening, and you're in this particular See, time sphere, please phone us. Here's the thing. I believe that. I don't. I, I absolutely... There's so much wrong with that. 100%... Why would he lie? What has he got to lie? And this is the thing, as as I get older... How do we know he exists? All right, mate, you're telling... Okay, yeah, sure, she made it all up. Okay, fine. Here's the thing. As I get older, and I become more spiritually aware, there is so much, so much that we don't know, that we don't understand, that we can't explain. Oh, here we go, here we go. We're doing a spooky spooky phone-in special. 0344... Four nine nine one thousand. I want your spooky stories, and don't just phone up and say I got spooked once on German television because that's that's nothing. Phone up and tell us your spooky stories, be they time slips, be they ghosts, um, be they aliens. They be. I've, you will get a fair hearing from me, and if she is being unfair, I will mm. send her out with the walkie-talkie out there. Okay, 
So, oh, this is what we're going to do. Oh three, four four, four nine nine one thousand calls. Um, free for most of you. A few pennies at most. You'll speak to Sam. But let's just say, if you you heard this call screening process on Talk Sport, ours ain't nothing like that. We just ask you what your name is. That's it. Sam's not interested apart no. from anything else. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care. He's got his Walkman on. He's he's listening to now. That's why I call music three. So you call up, you can, and, and we, we'll, we're not going to question you. We'll give you a call straight back. We'll put you on air. Calls on us. I just want to hear your spooky stories. Because as I get older, and now I live on a haunted farm, um... And I'm still desperate to have a seance, but all my friends have bailed out because they're chicken. I've been waiting for the date. I do funny t-shirts about towns around the M25, but I'm too scared of the Babadook. Babadook! 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 Um, You're right. Oh three four. No, I'm let down by a mate of mine who's um uh is a big girl's blouse. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I want your spooky stories, and if you want to change your name, I would be totally up for that. I've seen a UFO, and I've t- I've shared this story many many times. Mm-hmm. I've seen an unidentified flying object that I suspect I suspect was one of two things. It was either not of this world or this dimension, probably interdimensional, or it was a top secret military experimental uh, aircraft. Yeah, I think it was that. I think it was... I think, personally, think it was interdimensional. Yep. There is no explanation for what I saw, what my wife saw, and she's a BBC reporter. They never... They they never... They don't... Well, they don't lie. You know they don't lie because you work... Don't do the eyebrows. Listen to you, I worked there... And how many times do we get told a story was one thing? I'll need to find You're it You're talking wasn't. about Toby Friedno, who's a bell. No, not just him. Come on, John Gaunt. Stop questioning the uh, uh, MM. Mainstream is one word. Um, BBC don't lie, right? And I take great offence that you call my ex-wife a liar. Okay? I wasn't calling her one specifically. I'll call you something in a minute, and it'll be, it'll be an ambulance, because I will have physically oh, assaulted oh, you. Oh, I will, I will. On air as well. Not you just know, off air, like usual. Yeah, I will do it on air. God. I will. I will. Here come the calls. Get those... Go go to line four. Get line four acts up, Sam. Here come the calls. And if you disrespect these callers who have taken um, the time and the effort to call in... It'll be a usual thing. You'll be sent out. You'll have the walk... In fact, do you know what? Do you know what? Go on. Bugger off. Out. Take that. Out. I don't want you you involved in this bit except through walking... You are a very, very rude man. Over. You got... You got... Over. Could you um, get out of the studio, please? I want to talk to uh, the people. I want to talk to Lee. Out you go. Over. With maximum pleasure. Over. Hello. Hello, Lee. And up your bum. Get out. Hang on a minute. Get out, please. If you want to contribute, you do it on the walkie-talkie system. Yes, good evening, Lee. Hi, good evening, Ian. Good evening, Lee. Uh, you, you called in with your spooky story for tonight, please. What's, yeah. ha- what's happened to you? Well, what have you seen? What have you experienced? I want to learn I from you. Be- I haven't uh, seen anything, but uh, I've got me, me nephew. Right? I look after my nephew on Beautiful. life. Uh, yeah. And um, I saw passed away a few years back. He was only uh, he was a baby like, when he passed away. Yeah, oh, I'm and, sorry uh, to hear that, man. No, it's all right. And my nephew was playing in the hall. And I went, who are you talking to? And he went, I'm playing with, like, Nicholas, which is my son. And it's weird the way he said it, like, I'm playing with him and he knows that he's passed away. And... How did that... 
What a great first call. And How did that make you feel as a person? Sorry, I that's the walkie-talkie that bleeping. Sorry, I'll put that over there. That's Catherine Bimbo. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel that he's... Uh, like, I do believe that things do... Like, I believe that they exist. Yeah. And, and you go to another dimension after you... Was it away. comforting knowing that your boy was was playing? Was it your nephew, yeah. sorry, that you said he was playing with? Yeah. Was yeah, it comforting? Was, was it upsetting? Was it frightening? It was upsetting at first, but then when I realised, like, it was comforting, it's quite comforting, actually. Let me be the cynic, Lee. Let me be the cynic for a minute, right? Um, had your nephew... Had your nephew met your boy? No. Is there any way he would have... Could, could he have overheard you talking about no. him, mentioning his name at some point? No. Wow. Not at all. Wow. That's... That's... <laughs> uh, that's freaky, man. Um, Any more contact uh, with with Nicholas since then? No, not at the moment. I, keep, I do ask him now and again, and he goes, no, he's, I haven't seen him. Oy. But, Lee, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you, mate. Uh, no worries, no worries, Ian. Oh, I'm get, thank you, mate. I'm getting a call. Hang on a second. Um, Catherine, on the walkie-talkies, um, what do you say to Lee's... Um, that was the first call. That was amazing, wasn't it? Over. Certainly, I'd like to study some more evidence on that one. Over, I would suggest that. Maybe... Well, you've said you've said over. Oh, you've no. You've said oh, hello, hello. You've said you said over, and then you carried on speaking. The point you say over is when you stop speaking. <coughs> I haven't said over. Over. Well, it's an interesting story, but there must be a logical explanation. Over. I've got a logical explanation. You're a dick. Over. Says you, over. Um, and it's over between us as working colleagues, over. Thank God, over. Also, you don't know how to use walkie-talkies. You start talking too soon. You've got to press it and leave it for a beat before you start talking, over. Here's the thing. These cost you £10, and you were doing this when you were talking as well, so shut your face. Over. Could we go to the break, please, Sam? Over and out. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Four nine nine one thousand. Want your spooky stories tonight? What have you seen? Let's try and prove. Let's try and prove that there is more to this world than just the physical the bricks and the mortar, the steel and the glass, the dollar and the backstabbing. There's more to it, isn't there? Dimensions, magic, spirituality, ghosts, other worlds, things from different planets. I buy into all of that bo- uh, that stuff. I believe all of that, and I want to hear your stories. Now, Catherine doesn't believe so much, so I've sent Catherine out. Good as Ian, he's telling you lies. Over. Uh, I'm actually doing my opening monologue for the second hour, so could you just butt out of it, please? Over. Get on with it, then. Over. Catherine has been sent out of the studio because she's sniggering too much, but um, unfortunately, you've got, you've got to press the button for it to work, you dick. Over. Penis? Over? Peevish! Over! Um, but she's got a walkie-talkie, so I want to hear your stories. And I'm, I, you will get a good, fair hearing from me. Let's go to, um... Let's go to Carl. Good evening, Carl. Hello, Lou. Hello, Carl. What have you got for us? Well, I've got two, two things for you, but... First one is a Bruce Lee one. A Bruce Lee one? Yeah. OK. Because I've just watched, uh... A movie called Tower of Death. Oh, but Tower of Death, Game of Death Part 2, yeah, without Tank yeah, Trementer, the dragon, and the tower. But the tower is bizarrely... It's not even... It's underground. It's underground! It's an underground tower! It's upside right. down. We'll get on to this. Yeah. Underneath Lime Street Station in Liverpool, yeah. there's a big city, apparently. There's a city... Hang on. There's a city underneath Lime Street in Liverpool? Underneath. <laughs> underneath... And is it now, is it a buried city that doesn't function anymore? Or are there, like, underground creatures living there? I'm not absolutely sure about that one, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, have, you, ha, have, you, have you been to look for it? I live in Liverpool. Okay. Uh, but, uh, um, relevant to the question I asked, have you been sorry, to... Sorry, what did you ask? I... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> Catherine, it only works. You've got to press the button. You've cha- <laughs> Catherine, Catherine, you've what channel are you on? Are you on channel one? I'm on channel one. Affirmative. Over. Right. Well, then, then I think take the hint that your magnetic brain waves are ballsing up the signal here. Over. Rude. Over. Um, have you been to look for the underground city underground underneath Liverpool, Carl? No, never have done one. Have you been to Bond Street? Bold Street. Bold Street. Bold. Bold Street. B-O-L-D. Bold. Have you been to Bold Street? Yes. Have you slipped through time? (laughs) I have been in some water stove. It's no longer there. Oh! 
Whoa! Hang on a minute. So you've been in a shop that doesn't exist anymore. It was a bookshop. This is freaky. So what is there now? What is there? Is there health, please. But then is you. So you health? went into it one day, and it was a bookshop. Yeah, it used to be a really good, really good bookshop. You could. It was. A, it wasn't a second-hand bookshop. It was. Waterstones. Used, used to be Waterstones. We've all heard of Waterstones. Waterstones. Right. But so you're saying it's now a Holland and Barrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not Holland and Barrett, but it's similar. And I you went in there. Really... You went in there to buy some vitamins. But no, it I was a bookshop. No, I was in there to buy a book. But so, hang on a minute. I'm getting confused. You're saying it's a, a health shop, and it's a health shop. No, I was in there to buy a book. But it's a health. What a health book. No, I was in there to buy a book in Waterstone. So, so. Steady Sorry. on, steady on, over. I, I apologise. Yellow card, over. You just got yellow carded by walkie-talkie. Sorry, I apologise. OK, apology accepted, it, apology it, accepted. It was all charged with, um... Semen. Leafs and roots and... But so, but so, did, so, and then when you came out, did it change back into a health food shop? No, it didn't. I never went into the time war, but I know where it is. Okay. And that's where I'm telling you. That's where it is. Is is it? Can I ask? Is the time warp just around the back of twenty pints? So, Carl, that's the bullshit detector. I'm afraid we have to move on. Let's go to Jamie. Good evening, Jamie. Welcome to a very, very spooky special of the late night alternative. Hello, Catherine. Hello? Hang on a minute, Catherine. Oh yeah. Right. Be quiet. You right. Sorry, Jamie, that was rude of me. Please, Jamie, would you, could, you, could, I, indul- could I indulge you to be silent for a moment? Catherine, this is how you pre- work, work a walkie-talkie. You press the button, you leave it for a beat, and then you say something. You don't just gab into it. Over. I am doing that. Over. You just said over. You've got to stop talking. I'm sorry, Jamie, please continue. Yes, sorry about that, that was rude. That's all right. No worries. It's quite entertaining, actually. Well, I don't know. If it, um, I don't know how entertaining it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, what it was. Um, <laughs> ignore. Yeah, ignore um, her. Ignore her. She's yeah. trying to pick up a taxi driver. Oh, is she? Oh, good luck to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. All it was one evening after. Um, well, my dad died, yeah. and a couple of weeks later, I was oh, on the man. phone to my stepmum. Yeah. And she was saying that she'd been looking for um, their marriage certificate because she needed it to get the mortgage transferred over to her. Oh man, that stuff's and a nightmare. I know. And um, she'd been looking for it for two weeks, and my best mate Adam um, phoned phoned me up, and I put a conference call through. Yeah. And um, he said um, he was on his way home, and he said he he. Like he felt like my dad had come to him, and he said, "Is Hazel looking for something?" And Hazel, I said, "Well, I'm on the phone to Hazel," and he turned around and said that um, like Hazel said she was looking for this uh, marriage certificate, and she'd looked everywhere, yeah. and Adam had never been upstairs in my mum um, in my dad's house. And he turned around and said, um, he can see the stairs, and he said, and he's being taken into, he's being shown into um, a bedroom on the right-hand side, and as you go into the bedroom, you've got the bed on the left, a double bed, and there's uh, wardrobes over on the far wall, and he said, in the bottom of the, um, the cupboard, there's a pile of papers, 
at the bottom of this wardrobe. He said, what Hazel's looking for is in there. And that, while we was on the phone, Hazel went up, uh, went into the room, and uh, she, she told me, so how does Adam know this? He's never been up there. I said, I know. Um, I'll find out afterwards. And anyway, cut a long story short, yeah. she went into, this, um, into the cupboard, the wardrobe, went through this pile of papers and literally maybe the third or fourth piece of paper that she lifted up, there was the wedding uh, uh, certificate. That Shut she up, for. man! Yeah, honestly. It was it was surreal. And for Adam, he'd never had a moment like that before. And uh, when I asked him how did he know that, and he said he just felt like my dad was telling him and stuff like that. How old, how old was Adam when, when this happened? Um, he was about 27. Okay. And there's no, there's no way, there's no he's way that not, Adam had been up in that bedroom with your no, mum at any point? Uh, no, never. He'd never been, been in there. And that's what kind of threw us a little bit, the fact that... <laughs> that is freaking... The document she'd been looking for for two weeks, she turned the house upside down. And you'd think she'd obviously looked in there, but she, apparently she hadn't. And there it was. She was absolutely godfounded. So we God all were. Founded. Um, hey, and it all got sorted out in the end, did it, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Freaky stuff, Jamie. Thank you very much indeed. All right, okay, okay. Catherine, how do you disprove that? Over. You've been up in their bedroom and they weren't looking. So you're saying that Adam had been having an affair with Jamie's mum. Over. It's one explanation. Over. I must admit, it did cross my mind, actually. Over. Are you hidden the, the marriage certificate so you feel guilty about it? Over. Yeah. Let's go to Ian. Good evening, Ian. Hello, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can, Ian. Yeah, that's your voice, yeah? Over. <laughs> Over. It's um, spooky stories. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big believer in this sort of stuff, but, but there was, and everyone does that. But, but. Um, a few years ago, when I was um, in my twenties, uh, me and a friend called Billy, we were um, going to move some stuff uh, down at, in Suffolk. Yes, man. Me and Billy, you and Billy having a nice lads' day moving stuff in Suffolk. Well, yeah, it was. It was sort of a house clearance for for an old relative of his, and we it, this place was really hard to find. Yeah, and we were driving back very late that night, and we were hopelessly lost. And uh, it was it it was a real hammer horror night because there was rain and uh, thunder and lightning. And we were we were pretty spooked anyway, but. Uh, there, there was someone by the road, um, uh, and I was young, and I said, well, look, we really can't leave that guy stood there. Yeah. He's pouring down the rain, and we're lost, so maybe he's a local. I could have, I would have left him. I could have left that guy. Hang on a minute. Well, sorry, sorry, Catherine, uh, what did you say, over? Axe murderer behaviour, over. Well, it could be. I'm, I'm gobfounded that these guys stopped, but let's uh, let's see how this story progresses. Over. Roger. <laughs> so, no, so it's we Ian. Over. And we, over. We told him. Yes. So we pulled over and we we told him we were pretty lost, and 
he did seem a little nervous. Um, and he had this bag with him. And uh, it, it was an unusual bag. It was a weird shape. You know, it's not the sort you would just carry around, you know, if, you, if you're hitchhiking or whatever. So my mate Billy was a bit of a laugh, and he said... Whoa, 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 whoa. It was a bag, but not like the ones you carry around, but like not a bag then. Well, you, you know, if, you, if you're hitchhiking, you probably carry one over your shoulder, but this was like a holdall, like, like you would carry boldly balls in or something. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm cool with this. Okay, well, the, the bag's kind of key to this it. Story, anyway. This story is gobfounding me. Okay, well, I hope, I hope so. Um, anyway, Billy, what's what's in the bag? And he he looked, he, he suddenly changed from being nervous to being quite angry, and he said, "Mind your business." Ooh, mind your business. Mind not mind your own business. Mind your business. Yeah, it was exactly that. We looked into like this is this is hammer horror stuff, and this, yeah. but it was sort of funny because. We giggled a bit. Anyway, we carried on driving, and he was pointing us in the direction we should be going. And yeah. he was—he was nervous, very nervous, and shaky. And he, Billy said, "Oh, do you want some coffee? We've got a flask here." And he said, "Yeah." And Bill said to him, "Well, I think I'll give you a coffee if you tell me what's in the bag." <sighs> and he literally just looked at him again and said, "Mind your business." Mind your business. Mind your <laughs> yeah. business. And this, this kind of went on. Um, and even I got pretty intrigued then. And as, as we drove on further, I said, yeah, come on, man. It was just just larking around. What, what is in the bag? And he, he threw himself at me um, like he was going to attack me. And uh, we, we managed to get the door open and pushed him out. And we, we floored the, the van just drove off as quick as we could. Yeah. And we, we got like 40, 50 yards down the road and uh, we realised uh, his bag was still in the car. Yeah, well, in the van, you know, in the front seat. And, uh... Flipping heck, man. You're supposed uh, to... You should Mind your business! <laughs> well, we, we did get to the... We got about 40, 50 yards down and we, we sort of... We, you you're open the door and... The, you know, obviously the light comes on in the van and, and we thought, you know, we'd better take a look in here. So we did. And, um, and I, I, to be quite honest, I just couldn't believe what we saw in there. Come on, man, what did you say? Mind your business. For nightbirds, nurses, and Nosferatu! <laughs> Alright, cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
taking your scary stories tonight. I've sent Catherine out of the studio, but she, unfortunately she's on the other end of a walkie-talkie, but uh, uh, she doesn't know how to actually use a walkie-talkie. She's talking into it, and she's not pressed the button. You've not pressed the button. You've not pressed it. Press it. You're pressing the wrong button. That's it. That's it. The batteries are going, so it turned itself off. Um, actually... Actually, if you look, the batteries haven't aren't going. There should be two out of three dashes there on the battery. You don't know how to use flipping walkie-talkie. Over. By the way, actually, um, these stories are, are quite uh, upsetting my um, stomach, so you're best off out there at the, at the moment. Over. India, isn't it? Over. I pity Martin Kellner. Over. And out. Let's go to, um, let's go to Ash. Good evening, Ash. Hey, Ian. Ash, let's see your spooky story, man. What's going, what's going on? Oh, uh, this is a crazy one, man. Like, um, even till this day when I tell this story, every time I get goosebumps. Okay, yeah. if, it, if, it, if, it's, if it's a joke, I'm no, going to no, find you, I'm going to come to Birmingham, and I'm going to kill you, okay? Then you really <laughs> will have a spooky story to tell. Nah, it's not a joke. Go on, then. Okay, so... Basically, I was uh, seven years old, yeah. and um, basically, I'm originally from Iran. Uh, so this was back in Iran, and uh, my aunt, she's really well off. So she's got like this sort of a palace-style house with Victorian-style sort of decorations and stuff like that. Yeah. And I remember one night, I was seven, we were sitting outside in the garden, the weather was really good, um, just having a good time. And all of a sudden, one of the little girls in the family, I can't remember exactly who it was, but she was about five, about a five-year-old, a little girl, uh, comes out, we're all sitting around this table in the garden, and she's got this gladiator sitting on a horse. Hello? And, uh, hello? What was that? Um, oh, that was Kat, that was Kat, right, that was Kat, sorry, I got <laughs> panicked now, I didn't know what that was. Just stop it, let him tell his story okay. about an Iranian ghost, this is international now. Yeah, international. Yeah, okay. So basically, uh, my aunt, uh, my aunt turns around and goes, "Where did you get this from?" Because she she obviously doesn't have anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she goes, "Can you take me to where you got this from?" And then the little girl takes her to her bedroom, where she's got this sort of Victorian-style wardrobe that was actually there when they bought the house. It was it was like a antique. It was really old. And on this wardrobe, there was a drawer which was locked, apparently. Obviously, I know that because that's what I've been told. And they uh, tried to open the drawer, and they never could because it was locked, and they didn't have the key for it. And apparently, the, the girl had got the gladiator with the, sitting on the horse from that drawer. Somehow, she had managed to open it, and that was in there. So, that kind of was a bit... Hang on. Was the girl... Hang on. I'm confused. Was the girl a ghost? No, 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 no. It was one of the girls in the family, but I can't exactly remember right. who so she was. So, your spooky story is... No, no, no. Your spooky story is a girl opened a drawer. No, no, no. This is where it gets interesting. Well, here we go. All right, here we go. We all come out. We all come out. Go back on the table. Yeah. Um, and, obviously, my aunt sets the, the horse gladiator thing on the table, and then she goes to the loo. Yeah. As soon as she goes to the loo... Literally, we all thought it's an earthquake. Everything just started shaking. Wow, I know what that feels like. I've been there today, man. Yeah, and it was just like, uh, I mean, I don't believe it goes because I had to. Maybe it was just, maybe maybe it was your aunt just taking a big shit. No, because, uh, I mean, um, I've talked about it to my family even now, like, and this actually happened. It wasn't my imagination. 
and uh, and then we heard a scream from the toilet. So obviously the whole family runs into the toilet, and my aunt is there, passed out, and she's got a heart attack. You're... We take her to the hospital. Right. And and uh, she she had a heart attack out of the fear of what happened to her in the toilet. Basically, what what happened was, according to her. Obviously, this is not something we saw, but we did feel the the ground shaking. Though, is uh, a ghost appeared to her in the toilet and told her to get the hell out of the house. And I've, I've actually left something out. When we did get into the toilet, it was it was so cold inside it. It was just ridiculously cold. Like the temperature in the toilet was completely colder than the rest of the house. And uh, even till this day, she's scared to go to the toilet alone. Like she has to hold someone's hand outside the door to go to the toilet. Yeah, thanks for the sound effects. Hang on a minute. Your aunt now, when she goes to the toilet, she has to hold the hand of someone outside the door? Yeah, just to go to the toilet. That's how, how, like, the the effect that it's had on her. Because of what happened in the toilet. Hang on a minute. Catherine, go on. Ah, she's your aunt, Mr. Tickle. Right, just, but disrespectful to his aunt, who sounds like an amazing woman. Um, but she's actually had it now... I don't know how heart attacks work. Is there a chance that she could have had a heart attack because she was poorly and that maybe she imagined... No, it's not imagining, Ian, because it definitely happened because we even... I I was seven, I still remember it, and even my dad and everyone. There was literally, like, an earthquake was going on around the house. And and another thing is the horse is missing till this day. No one one managed to find the horse after that happened. Like, no one knows what happened to it. It's gone. That is freaky, man. That is freaky. Ash, thank you for sharing that, and thank you for having a good sense of humour. I appreciate it. 03444991000. Catherine... You cannot deny the evidence there. His aunt had a dump. His aunt had a dump and saw a ghost. And now she needs to hold. She needs someone to um, watch her when she te- when she defecates. You can't deny that. Over. I deny that. Over. Well, you supplied it. You cannot deny it. He who supplied it denies it. Okay, well, come into the studio now, because you come into the studio now, because you're winding me up with not knowing how to use a walkie-talkie. Although I have just stumbled across on um, YouTube. Um, oh, she's in here now. Let me turn this off. I've stumbled across on YouTube top ten funniest farts on live TV. It's got to be worth a giggle, isn't it? It's got to be a giggle. Top ten funniest farts on live TV. Here we go. Oh God! Sorry, what? What? Pardon? What's wrong? Come back. What's what's wrong? Could you come back into the studio? Uh, could you come back into the studio, please? Over. I can't. It's like walking through a bush's curtain. I've, as you know, I'm, as you know, uh, my mother is disabled, and I'm coming. Off, I've got mental health issues, and I'm coming off very strong medication. I cannot be responsible for the impact it's having on my orify. Over. Actually, burning my nose hair off. If you go into the toilets, there's some air freshener. Could you bring that in, please? Over. With pleasure. Over. Thank you. Right. Okay, let's. We'll, we'll do the top ten funniest live farts. Let's go to Lee. Good evening, Lee. Hello. Hello, Lee. What you got for us? Um, right. This wasn't me personally that it happened to, but it was me best friend's Here we go. neighbour, who's quite sane apparently. Yeah. And basically, he woke up one night. Um, and it seemed like his wardrobe was on fire, which was a bit weird. Wow. Um, so he's got out of bed. The wardrobe obviously wasn't on fire. Yeah. So he forgot about it. And then a couple of weeks later, he woke up to find someone with a clipboard standing over the foot of his bed. No. 
which was kind of two things in, in quite a short space of time. So there's quite a popular like paranormal investigation team in Liverpool. Yeah. They've got a YouTube channel and stuff. So we contacted them, told them about it, and they were like, yeah, we'd be interested in doing that. So they all come down in a little Scooby-Doo wagon, <laughs> yeah. things in his house. And he went to bed, they said, leave it with them kind of thing. And then about two o'clock in the morning, one of them kind of shook him awake and said, right then, we're off. And he kind of got all the stuff, packed it all up, got in the van, just got off, said he'd refund them whatever he paid them for the, the visit. Um, and then just refused to answer his emails or anything about Why? what has happened. Why? No, they just, they just come and said, right, we're off then, see ya. Seen something or something happened? No. Well, hang on. If they were a paranormal investigation team, then surely yeah. if they see a ghost, then that would like make them um, uh, horny. Exactly. That, that, they'd be up for they, it. They, they should be made up, and it shouldn't be. But whatever they saw was obviously too much for them, and they just sort of left without any explanation, and then refused to answer any of his sort of correspondence afterwards. So then he done some research and found a fella down in London who was like 700 quid, I think, for, to come down with expenses and things. He came down, and this really goes totally scooby-doo, because they all live in like a little new build estate. Apparently the houses were built on cute spooky music and mental hospital used to be there previously. No. So he was going away to do some more digging, and it's kind of still ongoing at the moment. But, um, yeah, people in clipboards, wardrobe on fire... The, the, can I say what the team are called? You can Google them. Yeah, go on. Yeah, of course. Sefton Paranormal Investigations, it was. Sefton Paranormal Investigations. Um, well, they basically saw their arse. Well, Lee, listen. I don't listen. I don't know. Maybe you're from a rival paranormal investigation team and you're, you want to bad mouth the Sefton guys. Um, we need quite a lot of that. I'm really not feeling great. And well, air freshener's coming in. Um, if your mate wants to leave, we, we'd love to speak to your mate if he wants to come on the show. Okay. And, and Derek Akora. I do remember Derek Akora. But come on now, please. Yes. In the clip where he says Mary loves Dick. Yeah. Oh, we know that clip. That's a great clip. That's just the best clip ever, really. It is the best clip, Lee. Thank you very much indeed. Get your friend on the show. Honestly, these pills are doing incredible things to my body. I know. Let's go to Kadir. Good evening, Kadir. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, man. What you got? Uh, so, I'm on duty at Malvern College. Um, it's their uh, end-of-term ball, so they've got us in to do the security for the venue. It's quite a posh boarding school, um, and there's a, there's a huge field adjoining the, the main area where we were. So, the shift was till 4 a.m., and we sort of cleared everyone off at about two. And uh, I was just doing my patrols, and I got out my weapon, my torch. And uh, I just had a quick look on the field, and I saw this woman walking away from me in sort of a white dress uh, just across the field. But it, it, Was it this when you went to the royal wedding in London, yeah? No, 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 no. no, this, no. Is, this, 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 is, uh, this is Malvern College uh, end okay. of year ball, yeah. not the royal wedding in London. Yeah. Um, By the way, can I be the first person to congratulate the royal couple on what's her name and thingy Bob? I hope I wish you so much joy and success, and I hope you have great great life. And I think it was certainly worth. I would say it was worth four mi- double four million pounds of. Ta- I would have paid four million pounds of taxpayers' money to make sure that they were safe um, and that they had a great day. And I really do wish that the royal highnesses um, had a, had a fantastic day, and I hope that they have a fantastic royal bunk up tonight after the royal knees up. They have a royal bunk up. 
and um, and I wish them the very best of luck, and I, and I hope that they're very very happy. All this cynical, oh, we're not even real royals, and we're giving them two. Yeah, yeah, we're giving them two million pounds. We should have given them ten million pounds as a, as a wedding <laughs> gift. And I hope they have a lovely. I hope they're at it now, like only royalty can do. I think a lot of these commoners forget that those people are better than us. Well, here's the thing. All joking aside, Princess Eugenie, 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 actually. Well, well, uh, yes, I know Eugenie, but uh, Eugenie is how you pronounce her no, name. It's not. Say it, Eugenie. No, I don't. Um, I think the princess. Here's the thing that people don't know about Princess Eugenie. Mm. Is that she is better? She is better than me. She's better than you. She's she better is. than you, Kadir. She's better than you, Sam. She's better than everybody. <clears throat> the royal... She's way better than Kadir. Here's the thing: the royal family, um, they're better than us, mm-hmm. and that's not even a joke. That's an actual statement of a, oh, they're just born into it. Yeah, and because they're better than us, if if you were better than them, you'd be born into it. Very, very simple argument. People going, we shouldn't be giving them £2 million. No, we should have given them £10 million. We should have given £5 million for security, £5 million as a gift to them. They are royals. They are the future of this country. Uh, Now that we've got Brexit, I was against Brexit, but we've got it. I'm going to embrace it. The future is the monarchy. The future is sovereignty. And for sovereignty, we need a sovereign. And Eugenie and um, the tequila man, they are uh, the future. She could be, if, if there was, heaven forfend, there was a terrorist attack on the royal family, and it could happen. They are the they are the number one target for um, for ISIS and the IRA. And if there was a terrorist attack, or the Basque separatists, if there was a terrorist attack, and uh, I've seen King Ralph, and everybody was wiped out apart from Eugenie, she would be the queen, yeah. and the, the tequila and Jose fella, Cuervo would be exactly. The king. So we've got to treat them with respect. We've got to protect them. We've got to love them. We've got to kneel down when we see them, and we've got to thank them. Mm-hmm. For uh, for the years of service, and I'm, and I'm I'm genuinely best of luck. And if you disagree with that, okay, fine. Just ask yourself why you're not the queen. Yeah, because you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Kadir, sorry. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sorry, Kadir, go on. No, it's all right. Well, I was just thinking. You know, they spent thirty million on the first wedding just for like including security. They should have like doubled that because the best security they got was me. So well, okay. but you yeah, not really though, because you weren't anywhere near the wedding. So I was well, I was, I was on the long mile. Well, the you know the the wall, well, they, they trot down the long okay road before they let's, get back into the. Let's just get to, let's get to the point now. Okay, so the call you saw a lady. Well, she's in sort of a dress, so I presume she's from the the party. Can I just so, um, so is this the first time a woman's ignored you? Is that what happened? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. Oh, so I sort of uh, approach. She walks off into the distance. I've lost her. My torch isn't that powerful. I can't track her that far. No. So I abandon it, walk back. About an hour later, I decide to do the same thing. I just, of course. just do another check of the just field. Just do another check. The... Another little another little recce. Let's patrol. go and have a look. They call it patrol, don't they? Mm. Proper people. Another, another little patrol. Just make sure there's no students sort of passed out in the field. Because that's what they like to do, apparently. Um, it's not all they so like to do. go have a look. Please don't interrupt it, because I just want this story to end as quickly as possible, because I'm losing the will to live. Set the torch, and I see see the same thing again. It's the same woman walking the same direction in the same sort of place. Okay, and, okay, yep. So I get out my walkie-talkie, I buzz into the the supervisor, I'm like, basically, there's this woman, and she's just walks up and down this. He comes, we go and have a proper look, nowhere to be seen. Okay, that's a great story, Kadir. Thank you so much indeed. So, so, okay, so you lost sight of a woman. Brilliant. Let's go to Bill. Good evening, Bill. 
Hello, Ian. How are you? Very, very well, Billy. And what have you got for us tonight on this spookiest of spooky nights? Oh, well, I've got a good um, uh, ghost story for you, and I've got some good news as well. Okay, well, let's have it. Here we go. This is great. Let's dive in. Well, the good news is, I've um, after 18 years, I've gone six weeks without cannabis or codeine. Hey, nice one. I didn't know codeine was part of the deal. How are you feeling? Um, yeah, I feel great. I feel great. This week, I'm not going to lie, there was... I kind of related to your shows earlier in the year when it was kind of creeping in my head, but yeah. um, I survived it, and my anxiety issues, they were there this week, but they were a whole lot easier to deal with, you know? Yeah. Oh, nice one, man. That's brilliant. I'm really pleased. I'm I genuinely... Thought... I'm chuffed for you, Bill. You're one of the good guys. Thank you. Thank you. I thought I'd just phone in and tell you. I thought, let me just have a good solid run and then I can phone in again. Yeah, wicked. Yeah, how have you been though? I'm alright, I'm coming off my uh, antidepressants, I've, I've cut my, uh, uh, my supervision of my doctor, I've cut my venlafaxine from 150 to 75 milligrams on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think I started it. And, okay. um, <coughs> and um, was it Wednesday? Yeah, I think so, so. It's, only, it's only day three then. So I'm feeling a bit nauseous, I've got terrible, I've got rotten guts as Catherine will attest to. I've got a headache, and I, you know, and I, I, my mood is going is is all over the place. I'm I'm joyous at one moment, I'm down, you know, but it's chemical, man, and it'll pass, and we'll see what it feels like. So in you the, want to in, come off them completely? Or? The plan is, in three and a half, four weeks, uh, fingers crossed, I'm going to be off them completely, and I'm going to give it a few months and see how it goes. And if it's lousy, I'm going to go back on them, and if it's not lousy, if it's bearable, I'm going to see what it's lo- life is like. That's it. You can only try and see see what's what. Exactly. Got to give it a go. But it's um, because I, I remember you saying a few weeks ago because I'm on uh, Cetrilin and it didn't agree with you, no? Cetrilin that made, gave me the uh, kicky legs, the twitchy legs in bed, and it made me feel awful. That was how, uh, how long was you on it for? Not long, maybe five, six weeks. I don't remember. But Catherine will know because I was when I was experimenting with my meds, and that was when I went way low down. Mm-hmm. I could barely it's, speak. It's crazy when you start. I remember when the first two weeks I thought I was on ecstasy. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, I didn't. Um, First couple of weeks, I went the other way on it, and I thought I was going to die, man. I was just, I felt so low. Oh, I, to be fair, it works for me. I think they need to up it a little bit more. But it's it, no, it's just interesting, because... Um... Everyone reacts differently to it, which is, you know, to all these different drugs, which is why I'm really lucky, because I can afford to go and see a, a, a posh psychiatrist, and I don't just get ten minutes, I get half an hour... And we sit and we kind of, you know, go through it all. And uh, I, 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 hard work gets you, mate. You've earned it. Well, it, we, but I do worry about GPs and people that go and see GPs where it's, you know, they, they, they haven't got the nuance, the time to kind of mess around. Anyway, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled for you, Bill. It sounds like you're doing very, very well. Thank you, sir. Oh, I forgot to say over. You don't need to... Right. You don't need to say over because you're not on a walkie-talkie unless you're taking the mickey out of Catherine, in which case, top trolling. No, no, I just like to pretend. <laughs> I bet you do. What's your spooky story, Bill? OK, I've got two. Uh, I'll tell them quickly. The first one was my nan died quite young, um, when I was young, sorry. And um, I walked past her room because um, I was a bit too young to understand. And I remember seeing her in the bed and she was looking peaceful. Yeah. And it was like ten seconds. So that that was one. And then hang on. Well, hang on a minute. Right. What? So you you saw your nan in bed? Yeah, she she had a um, the cover over and all that, but she just looked peaceful. But was she, but was she actually there? I think so. Yeah, I think because I didn't really understand. Right. Well, how is that a spooky story with respect to your grandmother? How is that? But you so you saw you saw a real dead body. No, 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 no. This was uh, she died in the hospital, but I didn't really understand what was going on. Right. 
And then we was round, because my granddad was still alive and the flat was quite small, so we must have been round there. Yeah. And it was in the, the aftermath. And um, it, was the, it was in aftermath, I know it very well. So <laughs> was she actually in the flat? Well, when she died? No, when you saw her. Yeah, yeah, the, the spirit of her, yeah. Right, she... okay. <laughs> do, 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 are you as confused as I am, Catherine? No, no. Right, well, go on then, explain to me what what's happened. Cause Bill... So, Bill was a tiny person. Yeah. Didn't realise that... His grandma was dead. Right. Saw her in bed. That she was dead? But she died in hospital. No, no, she was was showing me that she was at peace. Right, but then they moved the body back to the flat. No, 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 no. no. She she died in hospital when they they dealt with it all there. And then in in the aftermath, when we was round the flat... I know the area well, yes. She, um... I think she appeared to me just to show me that she was she was at peace. It was a spirit. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't okay. a physical All physical right. body. Okay. You should have made that clear when you told the story. Okay, let's have the second one. Thank you. And then um, I was still young, this one. I went to visit my brother in Devon, and he took me to a haunted church uh, that was known for devil worshippers. <laughs> Naughty boy. <laughs> yeah. It scared the absolute life out of me, honest to God. I think, I think there were heroin addicts as well in there. But, but hang on. Um, well, so there were people in there telling taking heroin? No, we just saw, like, a lot of shady people, but there right. was this one guy walking down the path, <laughs> and he disappeared. <gasps> what, behind the bush? No, no, literally, he was walking, and he faded. And, and that, honest to God, I wasn't on drugs then. And that, Bill, on... that is what heroin will do to you guys. It will make you fade. Thank you, Billiam. Good work. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Diana, Mark, Rob, Dave, stay there. Come to you after this. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We're, watch- we're watching the top ten funniest parts on live TV. For me, I doubt it. Anyway. Uh, next week is um, uh, we're doing something around here yes, called what is this Kelly's Thanksgiving's Secrets mm-hmm. Revealed. Okay. That that was in his tone of voice. Yeah, <laughs> you just end up knowing that if you Listen, turn your head so. away, he's going to try to put something over on you, slip something in. Yeah, and uh, you you end up participating and say, "Just a minute now, he's going to do something." I understand what he's up to now, and you really start to watch what's happening. That's the other thing about the humor is you have to pay attention to it. <laughs> but he has—he famously would have a fart box. Sounds, with a, yeah. sounds a great film to sounds a great film to work on. Well, we'll chat. chat we'll chat more. Anything you want to say? Go ahead. We'll chat more later on. Stay with us. Yes. Pull both knees in. Yoga. And pull your forehead in. Grab hold to your shin, and give yourself a rock up. Okay, let's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. Okay, let's go to Diana. Good evening, Diana. Hello, um, Ian, and hello, Kath. How are you? Okay. Am I, now, am I pr- pronounced, is it Diana or Diana? Diana. Diana, thank you very much indeed. It's just that Sam has spelt it in a crazy way. Oh, I, I, must, I moved into my flat on June the 18th. Congratulations. And I've always listened to Howard Hughes and George Galloway. Uh, well, but both of them very, very spooky broadcasters, and, and both of them full always of it. mention you. Uh, I'm, uh, listen, for those who don't know, Howard Hughes, we're kind of nicking his act tonight. Howard Hughes yeah. on a Sunday night, ten o'clock. Fantastic, fantastic, spooky radio, and uh, George Galloway Friday night, seven till ten. Before this show, he's funny, he's intelligent, he's loud, he's opinionated, and he's a cracking, cracking listen. They're both superb broadcasters. I'm big fans of both of them. 
well, they always... I've been listening to those two for years, and they always mention you two. Oh, that's very And kind. I finally started listening to your show when I moved into here. Hey, thank you. And I've really... I know it's been a hot summer. I've really, really enjoyed it, especially when you went to speak to the guy who was in XTC. Oh, you enjoyed Sorry. that, yeah, oh, uh, that uh, uh, Carling, Moulding and Terry Chambers, yeah. That was great, I enjoyed that. And also when you spoke to the guy from the MC5. Oh, he was, he was um, uh, Wayne, uh, Wayne Kramer. Wayne yeah. Kramer. Yeah, yeah, we've had, some, we've had some... Did you hear we had Jeff Goldblum on the other day? Yeah, well, I missed that one, but um, I can probably catch up with that. It's out, it's out as a podcast. We will, we will link to it as a podcast. Well, thank you, Diane. I'm, 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 I'm thrilled that those two recommend... As well. Go on, say that again. When you spoke to Roger Moore's son, that was quite good. That was James. James had Roger Moore's son on. But I, listen, I'm thil- oh, thrilled. That's right. Don't worry. I'm thrilled that um, Howard and George mention us. That's very, very kind of them. And I'm thrilled that you discovered our show because of their recommendations. So thank you, Dinah. What have you got for us tonight? Well, I just wanted to say that. I'm, oh, I'm very into music. You. And I do enjoy it when you talk about music and you talk about your records. And What music, what music are you into? What was the last record or CD or album that you got? I bought thirty second-hand CDs yesterday. Oh, what did you get? Go on, well, give, give us a, give, give, give oh, a little well, rifle got, through them. Well, basically, I've got eight thousand CDs. Oh, we've I, got we've got one. We've got a serious one. Here we go. New favourite caller. Eight thousand CDs. And I like it when you were talking about you've moved into your farm and you were sorting for all your old LPs. Oh, well, here's the, here's the thing. All my CDs are kind of in alphabetical order. I need to go through them. Yeah. I got a little bit lazy towards the end, and some are just shoved in. So I need to go through them again. Uh, the albums aren't in alphabetical order, and that's going to come at some point. Um, but uh, but I love it. But you've got uh, 8,000. I wouldn't know where to where to put them. Are they all out on on shelves, or are they in boxes? Where oh, are they? In, um, well, I'm a, I'm a DJ as well. I mean, they're in um, flight cases and... Uh, CD plastic boxes, and, and you know how warm it was in the summer. Yeah, it's taken me four months to get through them. Good, good. and um, so what, I love uh, it when you talk about music. But what a joy, isn't it? A joy, yeah, going I, through them. I've never owned a television, and um, I spend a lot of time on my own making up music lists. And I said so I love listening to you and Kath, and I even enjoyed it when Kath. When you were away and Kath had Katie with us. Now, that is surprising, because that is surprising. <laughs> she even enjoyed it then. Um, here's the thing. I made um, a, a proper, and I gave it to Kath, I made a proper old-fashioned mixtape a I few know. weeks ago, yeah. Diana, when I set up my stereo, which I've not had for, with me for a couple of years, and I, I bought some blank tapes, and I thought, Do you know what, I'm going to spend a, a, a few days putting together a themed mixtape and it was i've forgotten how much pleasure it is i didn't get to go to town on the cover or any of that stuff and I, it was all cds i didn't do any records this time but it was such a thrill diner putting a song on and going right well what would what would go well after that and sometimes i'd put one on and go no that, that doesn't feel right i'm gonna put something else. oh it was great fun diana i thoroughly recommend if you've got any friends with cassette players make them a mixtape it's a well, fun thing to do i've also got a thousand uh, cassettes because I used to take John Peel shows in their entirety. Wow, that's and they're up in the attic. So hang on, that's some kind of crazy treasure. That that is actual. You need to get those bad boys uploaded somewhere. But one of the one of the secondhand CDs I came across yesterday was Raikuda Paradise of Lunch. I don't know Raikuda that well. I'm aware of him. I know he's a great yeah. guitar player, but I don't know that much Raikuda kind of stuff. It's a good album, is it? Yeah, it's got a, a song called Jesus on the main line on it, and um, 
But one of the CDs I played tonight for a bit was the Dukes of the Stratosphere. There we go. Oh, uh, XTC spin-off group where they pretended they were Brilliant. psychedelic band from the 60s. Yeah. And they ripped off the Beatles and the with the Beach Boys and the yeah. Hollies, and it's a great record. Well, Catherine and I are off to see Colin Moulding and Terry Chambers, half yeah. of XTC, live at the Swindon Arts Centre in a couple of weeks. Imagine seeing Roger Daltrey next week doing a Q&A. We've got a busy old time coming up. Well, I, I just think it's a shame. You, you, you had a really good conversation with them, and um, I just think it's a shame what happened with XTC. It's a weird yeah. one, XTC. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, go and go and go and do some research, research on them because it's a it's a weird one. I I don't write them off completely as 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 XTC. Uh, you never know, you know, you never know. And I think maybe one day that we might get another XTC record. I don't know anything. I mean, I was speaking to Andy Partridge this week. I don't know anything, but I've just got a vibe that one day we're going to get one last XTC record. Do you think you might be able to do an interview with him? Um, he's been on a couple of times, actually, um, and next time he's got something out, uh, we'll get him on, definitely. Yeah, he's, he's, he's lovely, Andy. Well, thanks very much, and another big favourite is Robin Hitchcock. Now, again, there's another gap in my musical knowledge is Robin Hitchcock. When I was at college, loads of people were into him, yeah. and I just kind of... There's all the, and this is the exciting thing, Diana. I've got all these wonderful gaps in my musical knowledge, and now, now... I've got the time to go and fill those gaps and do a little bit of research and find some new things that I like and some new things that I don't like and see what, what we do. Hey, Diana, listen, it's so nice. Um, thank you so much thank for giving you. us a call, and we'll speak oh, again well, one, soon. One more thing. I did enjoy the interview of Beverly Craven as well. She was lovely. Was she was, wasn't she nice, Kath? Yeah. We're going to go and see her in a couple of weeks, aren't we? Yeah, the... well, thank you very much. Thank you, Diana. Nice right, to talk nice to you. you. Bye-bye. Night, Diana. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I even enjoyed Catherine's show. I know. I, I, I especially enjoyed pu- that. That was pushing it a little bit. I thought maybe that was uh, a little bit fantastical. Hey, that's nice of Howard and uh, George. I know George mentioned... I know how. I know they both mentioned this, but th- it, it proves it works. We get cool listeners like that who not only listen, but decide they're going to phone up and show off they've got 8,000 CDs. Outrageous. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Let's go to Andrew. Good evening, Andrew. Hello. Hello, Andrew. You're live on Talk Radio. What would you like to say? Uh, well, Ian, you're asking for some horror stories. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to recall the time when I walked in on my dad naked. Please, um, let me get the appropriate music up. Hang on one second. Away you go. Uh, it was 1973. July the 6th. I walked in. It was horrific. I, I wish not to talk about it. Thanks for your call, Andrew. I appreciate that. That was that was a brave call. Very, very brave Gosh. call there. Very brave call, and I, I appreciate that. I get why you wish not to talk about it. And that's it. the thing. This is why I love this show. The honesty we get from the callers. You're not going to hear stories like that. It's, it's um, Nick passed it on um, LBC now. You're not going to get stories like that on his show. Mm. You're not going to get stories like that with Sonny and Shay. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Um... That was a great story, man. Thank you. And that took that took balls. That took balls. Let's go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Hello. How are you? <laughs> it's stupid. This show. We get paid for this. We get paid to mess around. I'm good, thank you, Mark. What you got for us? I stayed up near Delphi. Yeah. Scariest moment. Oh, the hotel in Liverpool, the haunted hotel. And uh, and that's why I'm calling up. Go on, what happened, man? We had a call last night from someone who saw a Victorian man in a purple coat. Get that music back on. All right, go. Oh. Yeah, go back with that music. Here we go, here we music's go. back on. Here we go. 
That's Catherine producing, by the way. Well done. First time in three years. Catherine? Yes. Four months I've spent in that hotel. Four months. Scariest moment. Are you a ghost caller? Every night in my... Literally every night I was there. Four months. I was working on the docks. Somebody knocked on my door every night. Come in. Ghost service. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, hello. So, but it could that could have just been drunk people though. I've stayed in hotels and just yeah, and I thought that yes. But then I realised it wasn't. Who was it? Well, I don't know. Because I kept answering the door. Yeah. And every time I answered the door, nobody was there. Right. So, so they were run, fast runners. Was it Sebastian Coe and Steve Cram? They were long-distance runners, so they were gone to fast, would they? He makes a good point. You're thinking you're saying Bolt. He's making a very, very good point. OK. Correct, but not at the time I was there, because you were saying Bolt wasn't quite in service then. He wasn't in service. No, service. Out, out of order. <laughs> so... Sorry, Catherine. I think Mark's got a little crush on you. Of course he has. He's... No, I have. <laughs> oh! <laughs> He's got the laugh of a killer. Um... Hey, don't say that. No. So, um, <laughs> did you ever speak to the hotel? Did you say anything as a reception? I did. I said to the hotel, I said, I think it, and, they, and that all they said was, it's not. <laughs> oh, that's that sorted, though. All right, well, that's, uh, thanks for the call, Mark. I appreciate it. So, basically, nothing happened there. 0344 499 Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So many girls were covered in itch. And in the middle of 
I used to love that song. It came out in 1986, Love Bug Starsky, the theme tune to, I think, Amityville 2. Um, and then I just played that, you know, doing a spooky show, and say they're Joe, Michael, Rob, David and Dave. We'll come to you in a bit. And then look, you look down the comments. Love Bug Starsky died eight months ago. Oh, no. Yeah, poor old Love Bug Starsky. Sorry, but we enjoyed that song. I used to love that. I remember that cover. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're doing spooky stories, and we're, we're having some great stuff. Uh, Martin Kellner at one uh, talk radio. Mm, Catherine Boyle, Ian Lee, weeknights from ten. Listen on DAB. Download the app or go to talkradio.co.uk. Can I do a couple of stories? I wish you would. Lindsay Buckingham sues Fleetwood Mac over his dismissal. Oh, this stuff just <laughs> got real. They announced a big tour, I don't know, eight months ago, a year ago, whatever it was. Big tour, Fleetwood Mac with Christine McVie. Um, and then sort of shortly before it was going to begin or something, Lindsay Buckingham left. And there was obviously a cloud. And they got in the guy from Crowded House and someone else. And I was thinking, there's, there's got to be more to it. than I love the fact that Fleetwood Mac, 40 years after rumours... You know, um, 50 years after the band started, 40 years after they released one of the greatest albums of all time, and certainly one of the most tumultuous albums of all time, they're still fighting. I love it. Talking about $40 million. Have you got the story there? Give us the story. Go on, have a listen. This is on Music Radar. I've not read this. Go on. Uh, A strange singer-guitarist claims lost tour earnings. Of course he does. Hang on now. Everything's asking permission these days, isn't it? Former Fleetwood Mac guitarist Lindsay Buckingham is taking his estranged bandmates to court, accusing them of breach of contract in the latest fallout from his acrimonious departure from the band. Buckingham was removed from the lineup following scheduling disputes ahead of the band's forthcoming 50-city tour, a jaunt he claims would have earned him somewhere in the region of $14 million. The lawsuit filed in Los Angeles early this week claims his former bandmates intentionally acted to interfere with Buckingham's relationship with Live Nation and the prospective economic benefit he was to receive as a result of this participation in the tour. The headline here, Fleetwood Sack. Oh, yeah. Buckingham was dropped from the tour shortly after a Grammy Music Airs event honouring the band in January. Less than a week after having shared a stage at Music Airs, the other members of Fleetwood Mac had suddenly cut Buckingham off entirely. The filing continues. The guitarist has now been released in the band by Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Neil Finn. Drummer Mick Fleetwood had played on Finn's latest album, the excellent collaboration with his son Liam, Light Sleeper, before the decision to drop Buckingham. When we spoke to Neil early this year, he told us how those sessions eventually resulted in an invitation to join the tour. It led to it for sure. It certainly led to it, I think, because that experience was fresh in his mind. I never saw it coming in a million years. He was obviously he obviously thought that it was in my sphere, and I was flattered by that. Here's the story, the thing I, 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 that most amazes me from that story. Lindsay Buckingham is 69 years old. 69. Um, I've got another story I want to do in a minute as well, but let's take some of these calls. Good evening, Michael! Hello, Ian. Hello, Michael. Um, I was listening to your story last night about the man who ate the badger. Did I do a story about a man who ate no, a badger? No, Dion did a story about eating a badger. Oh, oh Dion, outside Zagreb, yes. Mm-hmm. And once um, <clears throat> I went camping in California. Yes. And then um, I got lost in the forest. Yep. Yeah. So I had to eat two... Does your mum know you're making this phone call? Excuse me? Does your mum know you're making this phone call? I'm 25. What year were you born? 
Come on, man. All right, I'll let you do your piece. Go on. I, I like I like your balls. I like your chutzpah. You're about, you're about 14, if you're that. But I like it. Go on, Michael, what you got? Let's do, let's do it. Let's have this. Well, can, I, I, can I just say, if you are ever going to phone up and pretend to be older, you've got to know, you've got to just, just have the year. Just have the year, just in case, all right? Okay. Go on, then. Go on. You, you, you do it, Michael. Go on. I, well, I, 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 I had to eat these two squirrels. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them had chlamydia, I think. Okay. And, um, well, it's very ill. Well, I'm, I'm sure you were. And luckily, yeah, it never, it. thank God it never happened. No. But your friends enjoyed it. it your, friends, your friends enjoyed the it call. Okay. Yep. Your friends enjoyed the call. I hope you have a great sleepover tonight. And um, I hope you have lots of fizzy pop and have fun playing PlayStation tomorrow. All right? Thanks for the call, Michael. What are you on about? Thank you very much indeed. What are you on about? What are you on about, mister? I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. I'm When's your birthday? Um... <laughs> I love it as well. When, uh, okay, when they give an age that's so ridiculous. I mean, 25, if, if Michael had gone 18, we'd been, we'd been yeah. in slightly different, different territory. It reminds me of when I was a kid, and me, I was 12. Enjoyed that, thank you, Michael. And me and my friend Katie decided we were going to go and see Pretty Woman. Mm. It was 15. Yeah. And all the way there on the train, we were practising our birthdays, practising our birthdays, yeah, yeah. practising our birthdays, practising our birthday. We got to the cinema, we're practising our birthday, practising yeah. our birthday, practising our birthday. Got to the ca- uh, got to the um, ticket place, box office, they call it, don't they? And they said, yeah, w- what can we do for you? I went, um, two tickets for The Little Mermaid, please. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I enjoyed that. Thank you, Michael. Uh, hello, Rob. Hi. Uh, what you got for us? Okay, I have a few spooky stories um, concerning the flat I live in with my ex and her kids. Okay. Um, Hang on, your, oh. sm- your smoke alarm needs a new battery. Yeah, it's the same smoke alarm. And oh, okay, right. It's Sally. Okay, right. Yeah. And uh, no, it doesn't need a new battery. I was doing bacon yesterday on the George Foreman. Smoke alarm was going crazy. But then, so, why does thank it? You very much. No, thank you very much. Your, your your smoke alarm has caused this show more hassle than my big mouth. How? Why does it keep blip, blipping like that? Call a cop. Oh, Jesus. What? Anyway, what? Um, it's getting a little bit heated call here. Call a cop or Jesus. I, I'm going to call... Don't mix those two up. Neither of them are real. That's the problem. <laughs> Go on, what you got, Rob? Go on. OK, right. When um, my um, ex, when her um, when her mum first moved in, yeah. she was told that the previous occupants, um, they moved out under some quite acrimonious circumstances. Um, there was one evening, neighbours reported arguing, um, things being thrown, bangs, crashes, etc. And then around 10.11pm, silence. Absolute silence. And then uh, neighbours who had to get up early in the morning for work reported that the front door was left open. And inside, the whole flat was empty, completely empty. Not even a light bulb, 
not even a strip of wallpaper left on the walls, huh? nothing, absolutely nothing left huh? the very next day after all this arguing. That's a little bit spooky. It's not exactly supernatural, but... Well, hang on. Hang, so they the, took the wallpaper? The wallpaper? Apparently so. That's what That's I'm told. insane here. It's mental. It's absolutely mental. And, uh, and were they ever were they ever seen again? No. Okay. And this is your your um, par- ex partner's mum has told you that. How reliable is she as a witness? Well, I, I'm perfectly prepared to take her word for it. Okay. Fair Let's enough. Fair enough. Well, then, then we believe you. We believe okay. you. All right. Okay. Um, when my ex was a little girl living in this. Very flat. Um, By the way, your he, ex is your ex is tweeting me, telling me yeah. that you've to- just told that story wrong. Why? It, oh, can right. I ask why well, you're speaking instead of your ex? Because they're your ex's stories. Is she? Have you murdered well, her? Would you like me to put her on? Not really. No, oh, I okay. get. I know why. I know exactly why. She's already been on. Because she's been on and she got cut off. And she's... I know exactly what's going on here, Rob. And she has been on Twitter going, I didn't get to tell my spooky stories. I don't think they'll let me back on again. That's why she's strong-armed you into phoning us up, Rob. I actually volunteered. I volunteered. Yeah, probably to shut her up. No, bless you, brother. I I appreciate you doing that to keep the peace in the house. Well, I respect that, man. Go on, let's have the other story. Go on. Okay. Although you are about to tell it wrong, just saying. There's more than one. Um, in fact, um, no, there's two more. Two more. Mm-hmm. Okay. First one is when, when, my, when my ex was a little girl, yeah. she used to sit on the stairs yeah. and speak with a man who would appear to her at the top of the stairs that no one else can see. This is not an imaginary friend. Okay. So it's an imaginary ex, friend, yeah. She swears blind that she could actually see this person. She would, but... I don't... Okay. 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 I don't believe now, that. Okay. Hang on a minute. There's a strong smell of... Uh... <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't believe her, Rob. Okay. Okay. You can uh, speak to her no. at your leisure about it. It's uh, entirely sure up we, to you. I'm sure we will. Okay, thank you. And final, <laughs> final story, Rob. Final story. Final story. Um, she was... She was about... I want to say 15. Go on, then. And, Is that um... right, Sally? <laughs> yeah, it's right. It's about 15. Go on, let go with it. He's telling it wrong, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like you, Rob. Anyway, she's, yes. um, the, the neighbours around. Yeah. And, um... Shut up! Talking to Rob! <laughs> Shut it! Carry, carry on, Rob. Anyway, there's, there's this shelf on the, you know what I mean, by the halfway point of the stairs, you know, where the turn is. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's this shelf on the wall with these um, statues of um, various statues. One of them's one of them I know was a polar bear, and one of them I know was the Madonna. What, classy? With the big yeah. boobies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Um, and the... Yep. They were rotating. The boobies? Very, no, no, no. I'm confused. The statues, okay. the statues were rotating. Right. Yeah. Very slightly. I don't, right, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. I can see why she's an ex. She's nuts. <laughs> that is the biggest <laughs> load of bullshit I've ever heard, Rob. You deserve better. Okay. Thank do you. you. Do you want me to put her on? No, I do not, Rob! 
I want you to call in from now. I want you to be the Speaker of the House yeah. for that. Thank you, Rob. 0344 499 David, Dave, stay there. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Whispering lunar incantations for cross-parents. Um, cross-dressers. Yeah. Did you know this about me? And cross-rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got, I've got a very poor internet connection. On Talk Radio. This is a great story. I meant to do this yesterday. Police swooped on a branch of NatWest in Birmingham when a member of the public saw them cowering under desks. But firearms officers were left stunned when red-faced staff admitted they were playing hide-and-seek during a team-building exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Chief Inspector Dave Keane of West Midlands Police... (laughs) <laughs> I love this so much. This is such a this is a British story. We'll want more of these after Brexit. Da- Chief Inspector Dave Keane of West Midlands Police posted details of the misunderstanding on Twitter. He wrote, "Thanks to the member of public who called in a suspected robbery at a bank in Birmingham today, saw staff hiding inside, hiding under desks. Response team and firearms team quickly attended and confirmed it was a hide and seek team building exercise." <laughs> Contacting us was the right call. A colleague joked on Twitter, come in, ready or not. <laughs> and that West spokesperson said, we are, in a we-, we are aware of an instance of the police being called out to a branch this morning. We would like to thank the police for their swift response following a call from the member of public. We can confirm... Why are they calling it the member of public? Why don't they say a member of the public? We can confirm it was a false alarm following a team-building exercise... And we'll be speaking to the members of staff involved to ensure they all learn from this incident. Don't you ta- dare tell any of those people off. They're all going to get done, Don't they? you dare tell any of those people off. That is brilliant. That is such a good story. I laughed so much at that. Uh, let's go to David. Good evening, David. Good evening, Ian. Uh, boy, have I got a story for you. OK. Um, it, what, what is it? Is it about Janet and Jim? No. Is it about um, Incy Wincy Spider? No, it's not. Is it about Jack and Jill going up the hill and the terrible things that happened to them afterwards? Unfortunately, it's not. Oh, it's f- that's a shame, because I'd like that. Um, what, what do you do for a living, man? I work in the corner shop right next to my house. Do you really? What, what's, uh, what's, your biggest, what's the biggest sweet seller at the moment? Is it Freddo? Freddo Frogs? No, they've gone up in price. Have they? How much is a Freddo now? About 30p, I think. You sound about the same age as me, so you must remember some of the classic sweets. Oh yeah, that we don't get anymore. Um, like, uh, do you get wagon wheels? Any? I don't think you get wagon wheels anymore, do you? No, unfortunately, you don't. What uh, did you? Um, do you remember? Do you remember ploopies? I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, I thought you might. I one of my favourite sweets, and no one remembers this. Um, shittles. Really? Did you ever have a shittle, David? Never. Oh, they were they were great. They were like sort of chocolate. Oh, they'd send you do lally though, wouldn't they? Oh, well, they were just packed full of sugar. I don't, I don't know what was. Uh... That's probably why they don't make them anymore. Did you always want to work in a corner shop, David, or you know, did you have bigger bigger dreams? Not exactly. I mean, I had dreams to go on Coronation Street, but that didn't work out. So no, they don't let scousers on, do they? No. Um, 
And what did you, I mean, did you go to, did you do A-levels? Did you go to university? What, what, what happened? I failed my performing arts in GCSE, so you... I couldn't pass. Okay, you failed your performing yeah. arts GCSE. Hey, listen, man, it doesn't matter. You can still, how, how, how old are you, David? I am 19 years old. Okay. What year were you born? I was born in 1996. 1996? Yes. And you're 19 years old? Hmm. 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 Oh, 22. Yeah, oh, you're 22. Okay. Oh, it sounds like you're having such fun there tonight, guys. What you do is... And I'm so glad you're listening to a boring old person's phoning show like this. And genuinely... I'm thrilled you're calling up, but I just gave the advice to your mate. If you're going to lie about your age, at least know the year. Ian, I don't find you boring. Oh, I find you very entertaining. Oh, no, I'm glad I know, because it's a great show. But at least know the year. Is it, what is it? Is it a birthday party or something? No one's here. I'm by myself. I've got no friends. All right, be quiet. No one's here. Be quiet. I'm listening. Yep. Right. Oh. But, but that must be a cassette recording of laughter I could hear in the background then. It is my younger cousin's birthday party, you see. Well, what's a Cousins but, in your house. But they're not there. It was an 18 year old party. Come on. Oh. What was it? I'm saying it's Friday night. You're up at half 12. I'm saying, I'm saying 13. No. Go on. 16. Now, come, come on. on, David. Honestly, listen, man, I'll let you do your thing. I will let you make your call, I promise you. As long as you don't swear or anything like that, because you'll dump it. Well, I will let you make your call. But go on, seriously, how, who, who, what is it? A birthday party? How old is everyone? Um. Well, my little cousin just turned 18 on Monday. So she's having an 18th party today. Your little cousin? So the cousin yeah. younger than you? Yeah. And you're... Well, remind me, you say, say you're 24. 24, Correct. Right, OK, because you were 18 to start with, and then we established you were 22, and now you're saying 24. Well, actually, you did say I was 24, though. I did just then, yeah. Yeah, he's because, got you there. Because, because you originally said 18, and then you said 22. That's, I why I, so. that's why I said 24, to catch you out, because I knew you weren't paying attention to the numbers. Oh, I'm being told. Being told. Okay. David, honestly, I will let... Here's the thing, man. I, I don't know if you've listened to the show before, but I love calls uh-huh. like this. I love calls like this. I will let you do your piece, but I, I, all I ask is one bit of honesty from you. How old are you really? I won't cut you off, I promise. How old are you really? 15 years old. 15. All right, do you know what? I'm going to buy that, brother. Go on, what you got for us? Well, I was walking down the street when... Uh... A strange-looking man approached me. Don't sw- all, all I say is don't swear and don't do anything too rude, because I'll dump it and I, it won't go out, so your friends won't hear it. But go on, let's hear it. I'm looking forward to this. Go on. So, this man spoke to me. Yeah. And said, what are you saying to our Aiden? I hadn't a clue who Aiden was. Yeah. I was quite scared. It was dark. And I was alone. Yeah. And I had a strange man speaking to me. Yeah. Talking about Aiden. That's, that's, and who's Aiden? That's terrifying. I was really scared. Okay. Great story. Um, I'd, I'd have a punchline, but it doesn't matter. It's not me making the call. What games are you playing on the PlayStation tonight? Um, it is an Xbox, and I'm playing FIFA 19. Hey, oh, look at you with your brand new Fifas. Um, have you yeah. played... Are you into Fortnite, or are you past that now? Oh, Fortnite, no. It's an awful game. Awful have you game. played... There's a rip-off of Fortnite that I've been playing called... Um, oh, what is it? 
Oh, I can't remember what it's called. I'm trying to speak hip. I'm trying to speak patois to the the kids, and it's not working. Hey, listen, guys, have have a fun. Uh, what, what you had Domino's delivered or something? No, I don't have any friends, unfortunately. Okay, well, I don't. I, I don't believe you because you sound like a very intelligent, very funny young man, and I'm glad that you picked this show to give us a call tonight. Thank you, David. Well done, David. <laughs> Two tickets for Little Mermaid. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed that. So oh, you're 18. All right. So what year are you born? 1996. Right. It makes you 22. Yeah, I'm 22. Just remind me how old you was in 24. Yeah, I'm 24. I grew up so fast. I enjoyed that. I love the fact. At 15, I'll buy 15. I suspect a nah. little bit lower, but I don't. I, I want to. I, I suspect maybe 12, 13. But uh, do you know what? At 15, I'll go with 15. I'll have that. But how cool! And it's me trying to talk like a, like a youngster. That's great. There's youngster. A, there's, a, there's a party of young teenagers, and they're pranking our show. That makes me, genuinely, yeah. that makes me feel so proud. Makes me think we're doing something right, that they're coming to us. They're not doing Tom Snorbrick. I would all... love to hear him on Snorbrick, though. Oh, mate. Well, they wouldn't get on. No. They wouldn't get on um, until the voices break. But I'm genuinely, as a young, you know, as a, someone who was a 12, 13, 14-year-old boy myself and was looking for mischief, and that was completely harmless, completely harmless. I'm proud that they found us. Yeah. Genuinely, I've got a big grin on my face. Thank you for that. We might have more. Let's try this one. Hello, Dave. Hello. There we go. All right, we've got a man. Hello, Dave. Yes, go on, what you got? Uh, I want to talk about uh, the allegations of Cristiano Ronaldo raping a woman. I would. Right? Well, do you know what? I don't want to talk about those because I don't know anything about it. I don't know where we are with the story. I don't, I don't want to talk about it, but thanks. I could explain it. Um, well, no, I don't want you to. All right, then. Well, I just wanted to ring up anyway. You sound like John Lennon. John Lennon? You know, have you heard of John Lennon? I have heard of John Lennon, yeah. I'm from Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, you sound, you sound exactly like um, the ghost of John Lennon. Oh, well, I must be then. OK. Why, well, listen, I don't want to go into the specifics of the Ronaldo because I don't know anything about it and I'm not really interested. But why? But, but in, in general terms, why does it interest you? Why, why are you even bothered about that story? Well, you know, I'm a massive fan of football and I'm a massive fan of Cristiano Ronaldo. Right. And his, and his, and his um, work of the years in football. Apparently he's a genius when it comes to, to football. Um, but, he is, yeah. But, but why does the story interest you? Because... You don't know, you don't know what what happened. I don't know what happened. It's it's been played out horribly in the newspapers, and at some point, no one's been charged, have they? So we can... No, but he's threatening to sue. He strongly made the allegations. It. He's yeah. strongly denying it. Um, but we don't know what we don't know what's happened. So I just wonder why you thought you could shed light on it. I just think that um, I have to get something off my chest because if you think about it, if someone if Someone actually did do that. I'm sure the the woman's father would be right, right down to his house. No, well, no that's not um, what. No, that's not how. No, no, no. It, it would be in any normal situation, though. Wouldn't no, it? no, 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 no. That's not. That's not how life works. It'll be. It would be nice. It would be nice. It would be. Well, it wouldn't be nice. But I. It, no. It, I'm afraid sexual assault doesn't work like that. Well, that's what I would do. If someone break my jaws, and I'd be right down. Okay. To well, first but of you're all, assuming it happened. First of all, first of all, we don't know what happened. So let's let's move away from Ronaldo because I, you know, he's saying he's innocent. They're saying he's guilty. I don't know. Let's move away that from that and talking general uh, vague terms. Um, okay. You, the thing is, um, victims of sexual assault um, quite often don't tell anyone about it 
very, I, I think it's it's fairly rare for them to tell someone immediately after. I would imagine it's very difficult for them to tell a father about it. And sometimes victims of sexual assault don't tell anyone for m- weeks, months, or years after. Yeah, I don't know what you mean there, like, because it, this, this happened in 2003. Well, th- th- it's being alleged that this happened in 2003, and I hope you understand why I have to keep saying he says that this did not happen, and I have no idea, and that's why I want to talk about, you know, I want to move away from Ronaldo specifically and talk about vagaries. But you're, so, you, you know, if something happened 10, 15 years ago, what, 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 what why would you want to go and beat someone up? I can understand why you'd want to, but... we well, it's not hasn't it? Sorry? It still happened, doesn't it? Well, okay. I can understand why 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 father would want to get violent. Of course I can. Um but I just think that your your view on I just think I think you're being very naive. Do you think? Yeah. I do. And I understand you got girls, have you? Sorry? You've got girls, have you? Uh, no. Right, this is a completely pointless call, Dave. We're, we're skirting around an issue you know nothing about. I mean... <laughs> so, just to clarify, Real, it's, it's Real Madrid they're talking about suing a Portuguese new pe- newspaper who right. are claiming that the football club forced Ronaldo to settle with right, the okay. woman who's made the allegations back in 2009. And he denies that it he ever happened. He denies it happened. And I think we do. I think we managed to, to move away from... But... But then I th- but then I was going to kind of bond with Dave because obviously he had daughters and he hasn't got daughters. He just just wants to phone up and threaten a footballer. Okay, it's fine. Fair enough. I don't think he was threatening a footballer. I think he was suggesting it couldn't have happened. Oh, is that what he was saying? Yeah, because otherwise, why didn't the dad go around there? Oh, is that what he was saying? Because dads don't always go around there. No, no, no. Um, evening, Paul. Ian, how are you doing, buddy? I'm I'm confused by the complexities of the human brain, but I'm I'm enjoying the, the show tonight, which is unusual for me. Good, good. Uh, Kath, how are you doing? Equally confused. I know the problem, by the way. <laughs> I know the problem of um, of why Eddie Mayer's show doesn't work on LBC. Go on. I know exactly what it is, and I would I would love. Go on. Is it that he's not used to speaking to callers? No. Go on then. I know what the problem is, and um, I've done the same thing. And someone took me to to one side and said, you, "You've got to stop doing that because it slows the show down." Beginning of every call he takes. Joined by Catherine from London. Hello, Catherine. How are you doing? Tonight? Oh yeah, don't do that. And they go, I'm doing very well, thanks, Eddie. How are you doing? I'm doing oh, very well. Yeah. What have you got? Every single call, and it's a thing because it's polite. And then, and then at polite. the end, thank you so much for yeah, calling. But he's being polite, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a polite thing. Hello, Catherine. How are you doing this evening? They answer. They ask back. Kills the vibe. You should get. We got Catherine on the line from London. Catherine, what do you want to say? So I was right. He doesn't know how to do callers because that's kind of one oh one. If you want to zip through. He's not used to taking that quantity of callers, what certainly. I what I don't want you to do is piggyback on my... What you're doing there is you're piggybacking. No. Yes. No, because you no. disagreed with me, so how can I piggyback on something? Because you were incorrect. You are... He does know how to deal with callers. He knows, he knows how to deal with callers. He's yeah. making one simple mistake. So, so you know, your statement is completely wrong, actually. He does know how to deal with no, callers. No, well, yeah, he He's not does. being efficient. No, he does. Well, that's different. Efficiency That's, that's is, all part of dealing with callers. Efficiency is... Anyway, Paul, are you all right? <clears throat> Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm really good. How, you see where you, 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 you started, Paul? You've done this, Paul! It, it's a nice discussion. It's, it's yeah. genuine. What you got? Uh, Meryl O'Rourke is listening, who's a comedian. She's brilliant. 
Um, Ian, I'm listening to Ian Lee. He seems to be having the beginnings of an epidemic of children pretending to be 35 calling in. I can't get out of my car. Thank you, <laughs> I think I think it's ended now, Meryl. You can get out of the car. You can go on. You can go home. Um, and, uh, yeah. Go on. Please, Paul, for the, the, the love of everything that is holy, please tell us what you've called in for. Well, as you know, I was born in uh, 1908. So I, uh, that makes me about 110. And I was just wondering if you'd like kind of break the habit of a lifetime and do like a shout out for my, my great, great, great granddaughter who's uh, 18 today. Do you know what we will do? Because it's very rarely we get to speak to 100 year old ghosts. What's your great, 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 great granddaughter's name? Shall we say uh, Saren? 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 But like the, the poison yeah. gas? No, that's Sarin. Saren is a Welsh name, it means star. Oh, you know what? Ah, oh, Catherine, you are a legend, you are. No, she's not. She's a, she's Star, an annoying... She is, man. Right, cutting you off, Paul, and I'm not, saying hello, I'm not saying hello to Sarin. Not Star Cariad. Let's go to Nigel's in Maidstone. <laughs> he might sing a song if we're oh. lucky. Good evening. Good Ian. evening, Nigel. Hello, Catherine. And hello to you, Nigel. Yeah, I can't sing live because it's late because of the neighbours, but I was wondering, Ian... No, I'm not finding what? something on YouTube. Uh, the one I did for my mum, that... The yeah, one I'm not stuff. finding something on YouTube. Here's the thing. I, it, it's it, on my Facebook. That's great news. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing, though. It, it just if, if I play clips from YouTube and Facebook and stuff no, like that... it's your show. You're, you're introducing Well, I'm not playing your... a clip from my show on my show. Well, you've done that before. I have, and I'm not doing it anymore. Oh. Why? Because, um, what, what, stop well, challenging me. I've got other things on YouTube as well. Here's um, the thing, though, that quite often... Yeah, the, we know the, you have. Quite often the quality of the stuff on YouTube ain't great and it sounds lousy. And I'm, well, the I'm, radio sounded... What you recorded uh, and put on YouTube sounded OK. OK, I know, but, but home taping is killing live music. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I can't, I can't sing... You should have called in earlier, Nigel. We wanted a big old song to, to celebrate the weekend. Instead, we had so to play fast to my Graham. for singing in the evening, even after ten. And we get complaints from your singing in the evening as well, so... No, but I mean, um, if I sing it, it'd have to be pretty quiet. Is there not, is there not, is there not, is there not, is there not like a whisper song you could do? Oh, by the way, by the way, guys, guys, oh, by the way, uh, daddy's daddy's going, daddy's turning into a professional musician. That's all I'm going to say. Don't call yourself daddy. Daddy is turning into a professional musician, Nigel. All I'm going to say is... Next week, I've, all, I've please be quiet. I have ordered myself a little treat. Oh God! I've ordered myself a little treat. Is it a Connie? It is. I'm going to tell you. A night out. I have ordered myself a top of the range synthesizer keyboard. Got one for sale. I don't want yours. I've ordered one. It is a top of the range. Synthesizer keyboard. It's about this big, yay big. Yeah. I can sample on it. I can remix on it. I can do bits. I'm bringing it in. It's going to take up this whole ah. desk. It's going to be mm. massive. I'm taking up this whole desk, and I am going to improvise hey. some songs hey, on the radio. Hey, hey, hey. And my com- and my and kids my have got one. We're talking, Nigel. We're talking, hey, Nigel. Uh, we're- my kids have got one. I'll bring mine in, and we could be like Kraftwerk. Um, yeah, I've got a big organ Ni- in my bedroom as well. Do you oh, mean his cock? He means, his, he means his cock. No, I don't. I mean... No, Catherine, what you're doing there... She said that. No. I never. What you're doing there is you're piggybacking again. You're PBing again. I say I've got a big, expensive keyboard coming. Yeah. You say... I've you, got a small, cheap one. Right. And you want Now you want to do Kraftwerk. And I've got a dictionary as well. Sorry? I've got a dictionary as well. OK, well, that will be good. 
for words, spelling and stuff. You, you, what you need to do yeah. is you need to go and get your own ideas. Okay. Right? Mm. I've it, had a really good idea. Yeah, what's that? I'm not telling you. Well, go on, tell me. I'll, I'll run it past me, otherwise I won't let you do it on my show. Well, if your good idea is to bring in your keyboard when I've got my big old keyboard, my synthesizing synthesizer coming in, and just copy my idea, well, then that's not an idea. <laughs> Having the idea of copying an idea is not an idea. What if I bring my squeeze box? No! I don't want to be in a band with you. Why? Because I, I don't want to. Because mm. you're scared. No, I'm not scared. There's artistic differences. Yeah, I'm artistic. No, it's not. different. drums on it, Ian. Sorry, Nigel. It's a drums on it. Yeah, it's a top-of-the-range synthesizer. I've got drums. It's cost me... No, you haven't. You've got bongos. It's cost me... And they go... It's I've co- got automatic drums. Right, all right. Mine cost like. me about two and a half grand, okay? So kiss it. Mine's no, the it best. Mm. It did, honestly, it is massive. You spent two and a half grand on that? Yes, I did. What <laughs> for? Yeah, but you're not, you're not going to get gigs with it, are you? I might do, Nigel. I might do. I'm going to get gigs. You two spent and two and a half grand on yes. a keyboard. It can do any sound. You can't. It can do any sound. I could be an orchestra. When yeah. I found myself. It's going to make... Yeah, it you can do any sound, but it's... Cyrus. No. I'm not going to do any Miley Cyrus, Nigel, because I'm not a sex it, offender. It's a joke, though. You could play with that. <laughs> there oh we go. Oh, my God. Here, I've got... I've, I, I, right, so two and, next week, hopefully on Monday, maybe Tuesday, two can and a half grand. Can I play it with you? Sorry? Can I play it with you? You can, Nigel, because you've got talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can't reach from here, can I? Steady. Now, Nigel, I had a, a mm. genuine idea about mm. you today. Because mm. you're, you're a good drummer, right? Yes, I am. You're one of the best drummers we have phoning in this show. I think I'm probably from one Maidstone. of the best drummers in the country. Uh, OK, what, well, I mean, I'm sure, I, I mean, who, why not? Well, I, we're all different, aren't we? Every drummer's different. I don't think there's anybody exactly the same. OK, anyway. here's the thing. Do you want to get that call sound? Do you want to do your flipping job instead of being oh. Dolly Daisy? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh. Yeah. No, right. Nauty knickers. Now. Here, you're Naughty Knickers, and Katie Puckrick is na- Naughty Knickers, I found out. So, Nigel, here's the thing, yes. right? Is there not, um, like, a big band or a group near you uh, that you, for people, for for lonely people, mm. where you could go and play the drums? Not really. No, there's, a, there's only a pub where I've been trying to get, where I can do singing gigs. Well, no, uh, uh, well here's the thing. Forget mm. the singing for a moment, because mm. that's great. You've got that. Forget the singing. Yeah, but it's not a big enough pub for drums. We're not, anyway. we're no, I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about you doing solo gigs. I'm talking about you joining a big band. Yeah, there aren't many for around, people yeah. who um, perhaps struggle with life a little bit. Yeah, there isn't too many those big band things around. Like the come dancing type of thing. Supposing I found, if I could find you, mm. a big band. Well, something like the Buddy Rich band. Or, Something like the Buddy Rich Band. If I could find you something like that, mm. and I'm not saying I can, it's just Miller, like something that plays. Glenn well, Miller. yeah, don't go flying though. If it's Glenn Miller, no. no. If it, and, and I'm not saying I can, it's just an idea I had today. But if I could find somewhere near you a big yeah. band, yes. that, um, f- uh, w- would you be interested? Of course. Would you come and film it? No, 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 no. no I'm not going. Why, why would I do that? Well, I just thought you would want to or record it or something. No, no. No, absolutely no interest in that whatsoever. No. Um, but I'm interested in. Would I in... get paid? No, oh. no, it'll be a hobby. Oh, so you're not interested now? Of course, I'm interested. Okay. Yes. yes. I I just thought it would be nice. Well, after all, you, after all you've been through, yes. it would be nice for you if you had somewhere you could go and express yourself musically. Yes, but it was with yes. other people and keep and keep me occupied as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have a little look into it. Not promising. I don't know. But, yeah, but there, there must be some professional big bands out there that could use a drummer sometimes. There must be. 
Um, but I, I really, I've looked on the internet. There aren't many. The only ones they've got their drummers mainly. The, most drummers, I mean, most bands have got their drummer, and they don't. They don't usually change them. You know, okay. they keep the same drummer. Shall, can I sing something for my mum then, just for a cappello? Oh, hang on a second. We've got the, 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 yeah. Matt, the guy who was on about Ronaldo has just tweeted yeah. me. Okay. I was just rudely cut you on the call. I wasn't making a pointless call about Ronaldo, and I've been cut off very rudely. Shows Ian's class there, says Matthew Jervis. Okay, Politely. Thanks, <laughs> th- thanks Matthew, you absolute <laughs> lunatic who can't string a sentence together and was making a really weird, pointless point. Um, anyway, go on then. Yeah, I want to... And my name was Dave for privacy reasons, he says. Yeah. Um, I, w- I want to sing uh, that ac- uh, the song I missed. Oh, just just sing it. Just sing it. Yeah, for, this is for my mum again, and and I'm still very upset about losing okay, mum. Okay, you know, okay. I, I, I'll still just sing you a short a cappella version of uh, I Miss You. Okay. So, I miss you, I miss your smile, that I may shed a tear every once in a while, even though it's different now, you're still here somehow. Now I won't let you go Yes, I need you to know I miss you I miss you Sha-la-la Sha-la-la-la-la I miss you I miss you so much Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you very much indeed, Nigel. It's appreciated. Have a lovely weekend. 03444991000. Mo, stop calling the show. You've been calling for the last two hours. You've been on. Try again next week. Thank you very much indeed. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 03444991000. Martin Kellner will be on at one o'clock. Don't forget podcasts of this show. Kind of Kath puts together like a best of 30 minutes. I suspect that on the podcast you get on Monday night from this show... Um, us playing fart noises as we ring up the two mics on TalkSport. I suspect that'll be part For of it. For sure. Um, also, if we have guests on, they get their own podcast. You've been spoilt this week. We had um, Nettie Baker, Ginger Baker's daughter. She's a writer, and she was on. Beverly Craven, Jeff Goldblum the other week. Do you know, over the weekend, I'll tweet out a couple of the interviews that we've done, so you can, just in case, um, in case you've missed them. 0344, but busy on the phone tonight as well. Half term. It's half term for some people. I is think. it? It's starting tonight. I yeah. I thought it's because everyone's been off because of the royal wedding. Obviously. Ah, could be. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to Dave. Is that me, Dave? I'm that. Yeah. Well, I don't know, mate. Which name are you using? <laughs> well, normally I sort of click as I come on, but it didn't happen this time. I put I put you on before I was ready to go to you. That's the kind of guy I am. Such a pro. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, yes. What you got for us? Uh, well, first of all, um, I was wondering if you want the next episode of the Pooh programme, because I've got it. No. Oh, it's dead. No, no I'm not going to watch it. Right, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not, I'm not, I know. We, we, I, we, got, we got sent some links, actually, by the production company. Oh, did we? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you watch oh, it and let me know if it's worth watching. Well, I'll tell you what I, at the moment, I'm watching. They eat poo, and some lose weight, and some don't. At the moment, I'm watching a lot of Tim and Eric to make because my brain is all fizzing. So I'm watching some Tim and Eric. Very, very funny. A Tim and Eric. For those who don't know, Tim and Eric's awesome show is great, right? And there are some uh-huh. bits that my kids would absolutely wet themselves over, <laughs> and then they're followed by just uh, filth. Hang on a minute. Let me, let me find. Um, uh, Come over. No, not come over. Um, 
Oh, let me try and... F- uh, okay, listen to this. I mean, my kids would love this. This is a song called I Sit Down When I Pee. This is... this is. Listen to this. Kath, watch this video as well. I sit down when I pee. There's nothing that crazy about me. I'm just taking a whiz. Mind your own biz. Why is everybody always staring at me? Hey, bro, I gotta go. Let me through. I gotta go, number two. No can do. I'm taking the pee. Sitting on the loo, having a good long wee. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. And you're not making brown? I'm not making brown. Are you making iced tea? Just lemonade. But are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Why don't you stand like a regular man? Then you can pee in the urinal can. If you really want to know why I'm sitting strong, I just can't stand touching my dong. (laughs) (laughs) My boys would find that hilarious. (laughs) You got to see the video as well. Anyway. So I'm watching a lot of that at the moment to try and take my mind off the fact that I'm having a, my, my, I'm going nuts. I watched um, a lousy film today. Oh, it was good, but then the end was lousy. Called Await Further Instructions. Um, and tomorrow I'm recording a, a Beatles podcast with a guy who's coming to my house to farm. And then I'm going to watch movies. Oh, oh! And tomorrow, if you my Facebook page, I'm the Seven A Facebook page. I'm going to be doing some live. Some live Q&As. And I might do some stuff on the YouTube channel over the weekend. I might do a little live TV programme. Which you'd be welcome to take part in, Kath, if you're... Over the weekend? Yeah, if you've got Skype. I can... I can... Oh, I've got a very busy weekend coming up. OK, so... Oh, we'll, in we'll, demand. OK, well, I'll fit you on. You, you can no, Skype... Um, you Skype in. Quite busy. You do as you're told. I'm your boss. Anyway, Dave... Uh, you're not. <laughs> I was going to say, am I still here? <laughs> you're, uh, you are still here. We need a piece. We need a Kofi Annan. And you are Kofi Annan. I'm blaming him for this. Uh, yeah, are you blaming Kofi Annan? Mm-hmm. He's dead. Well, if he was here. David, what can we do for you? Oh, well, the other thing was about um, the current brain things that you're going through. Yes. Uh, I, I, I've been on Venlafaxin for like over 15 years now. Yeah. Um, I've been on like virtually everything else before that, and yeah. things didn't work, and things were like one was awful. Yeah. Um, and they started me off on 300 milligrams, then. After a while, sort of tapered it down to 150, yeah. and then to 75, yeah. and then I got this: what you're going through, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, like the the strange sensations in your head. Yeah, it feels like a psychedelic flu. That's what it feels like. But here's the thing: I know it'll pass. I know it'll pass. And when I'm I, the last couple of days, when I've been feeling very, very low or very, very excited. I've just checked in with myself and reminded myself it's at the moment, at the moment, it's purely chemical. It's bo- mm-hmm. my body readjusts. It's, it's a chemical thing. Yeah. And this, this too shall pass. And people are saying, well, you could taper it off less. And my doctor's given me a couple of suggestions on how I could do it slightly differently. It's like, well, it's going to be shitty however I do it. Let's just go for it and see what happens. Do you, you, now you've been on 15 years. Do you, do you, cause a lot of people have said to me, why are you coming off? Why are you, why are you coming yeah. off? And I tell you what I'm coming off. I'm coming off because for the first time in years, I'm in a really settled. I'm, I'm approaching a very set, settled point of my life in that I've got a nice home. Um, in the new year, I'm, I'm, I'm should be getting a little payment, so I'll have a few quid in the bank. The divorce will be done. I've got a healthy relationship with my boys, and work is okay. Um, cool. So, uh, so I'm, I'm in a, a strong place. I will be in a strong place. 
So I want to see... Uh, and I can't come. So I want to... That's, just, that's another reason. So I want to see... i problem with it. No, yeah. I want to see if I can do it, if I can do life without having the 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 medicine to help me. Now, I'm mm. I'm quite prepared. If it's lousy and I'm in bed, you know, for weeks on end and I can't get up and I'm thinking of fantasising about killing myself uh, for an extended period of time... Then I'll go back on it. I haven't got any problems about that. And I said to my doctor, I, uh, if it's if I can't do it, I'll go back on it. But I want to see, I want to see what it's like, Dave. I want to see if I can do it. Well, go for it, and, and best of luck. Thank but, you, man. Yeah, it's like when I went down to seventy-five and had all those side effects, and then eventually I went back up to one hundred and fifty, and from now ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of the time, I'm. I'm fine, and it it just it must balance my brain, yeah, at, at that level. Um, and I, I don't think I could come off it now. Would I'm you... probably going to be on it for the rest of my life. And you're and I, you're I cool with that? You're that. cool with that? Yeah, I, I feel fine doing it. If like if if I forget to take it for a day, oh man. Then I get the brains up. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's the thing. The, 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 and you can only know what it's like if you've been through it. It's like little electric shocks, sometimes big electric yep. shocks. That thing when you turn your head, and it feels like your eyes and your brain are coming a second later. Um, it's, it's one a, thing. One thing about that. Yeah. Um, a, a few years after I've been on it, I went on Wikipedia and I was looking up SSRI discontinuation syndrome. Oh yeah, which is what it's called when you get these. Yeah. Uh, side effects. And uh, I don't know why I was being mischievous. Uh-oh. And it, it listed a couple of things like brain zaps and head shocks, uh, uh, what people called it. So I thought, oh, a bit of mischief. I added one <laughs> on Wikipedia. Oh, and what did you add? Uh, you added a fake symptom? Uh, side effect? Crani- cranial zings. Oh, man, the old cranial zings. Well, that's what I'm getting the cranial zings. I'm having the cranial zing. thing um, is... Yeah. I, I forgot about it for a few years, and then checked back, and someone had removed cranial zings off the Wikipedia article. Yeah. Um, but on Google, it's been cited in a couple of academic papers. Had a, we've had a few people that have put fake things on, on Wikipedia, and then they've popped up elsewhere as a direct mm. result. Uh, Dave, listen, uh, th- uh, good to speak to you, brother. I appreciate your tweets, and I appreciate your emails. Thank you very much indeed. And that's the thing. There's no shame in being on these uh, pills. Medicine, you wouldn't, have a, you wouldn't, you know, judge someone who had cancer and was on chemo for an extended period of time or whatever. It's just, it's just the way, um, it's just the way it goes. Um, but I'm, I want to see what it's like. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. Ah, that's what I want to do. I want to see what it's like. I want to see if I can live on the farm. Um, that was the sound of my neck clicking. I want to live on the farm and see if I can do it. I, I, here's, here's the thing. I'm getting pleasure from the uh, tiniest, tiniest things. I, I bought a bed for the cat. She sleep, slept in it last night. All night, slept in this tiny little bed. That gives me pleasure. Hello? Hello? Hello, this is the police. Can I help you? Hello, 999 Emergency Services, can I help you? Hello, this is 999 Emergency Services, can, can I help you? Is there an emergency? No, 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 you don't want that one. 
12-year-old. No, 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 you don't want that one. Good to know Mum's awake. <laughs> and will be for some time. <laughs> oh, that's made me laugh. I, I, uh, made me laugh, because I remember the terror of, of being 12 and someone handed me the phone. Hello, emergency services. <laughs> Hello, emergency services. Can I help you? Yeah, hi. Hello, Ian. It's um, me. Hello, you. Roger. What can we do for you, you? We're coming, to the, we're coming to the end of the show now. Martin Kellner will be in soon to tell us about the fun uh, and frolics on Ian, his show. Don't call it out now. Sorry? Don't call it out now. The show's ending. What do you mean, don't call it out now? The show's coming to an end. I want to be here with you right now. Well, you can't. You can't be. Well, I can be, because I'm here with you now. Well, you are now, but you won't be in about 30 seconds. Right, so let's stay 30 seconds from now. Go. Two things. Firstly, we killed the squirrels, and we ate them. Secondly, we stayed in the Adelphi. Third, most importantly, we killed the badger. Well, that's a crime. They're protected species. You've got 10 seconds left. Don't hang up on me! I've got to fill your ten seconds! You're late, Kellner. I know, I was fast asleep. You got, were you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good for you. I thought yeah. you might be. You haven't got time to give us give us one word. Chris Christopherson. It's two words. <laughs> but they're very similar oh, words. Sexy yes. words. Martin Kellner will be on between, well, from one yeah, o'clock. Yeah. Always worth a listen. Stay tuned to Talk Radio. Thank you. Ta-ta!